Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Truth Seeker and or its affiliates are not responsible for any strange phenomena that may occur during or after listening to this podcast, which may include the following. Heightened senses of awareness, psychic abilities, UFO sightings, alien contact, time loss, out-of-body experiences, ringing in the ears, ESP, lucid dreaming, increased synchronicities, astral projection, telepathy, stronger intuition, levitation, miraculous healings, and or remote viewing. Please be advised to listen at your own discretion. What is up, ladies and gentlemen? This is the Truth Seeker Podcast. I'm your host, Truth Seeker. Excited, delighted to be with you guys here today. Did not think I was going live. I had a guest who was a no-show, and then I had a special guest um, come out of nowhere. So we're going to do this podcast today, and I'm pretty sure we have a lot to catch up on, and it's going to be good. I'm going to be speaking with Michael Basham today. So we're going to jump into that interview here in a minute. First of all, I want to say a huge thank you to all of my Patreon supporters, everybody who believes in the work that has been entrusted to me, you believe in the vision, and you want to partner with me to help fund it. Thank you guys again from the bottom of my heart. We are a listener-supported show and could not do this without your help. Again, thank you. Um, if you would like to support, head on over to patreon.com backslash truthseeker. There is a link in description. 
And there you can uh, come on for any level of giving per month uh, that your heart desires. And you get access to my entire discography of music, uh, 10 plus albums, over 200 songs, and I'm still putting out new material. So every time a song is done, it's uploaded straight to Patreon. And uh, yeah, you get access to all that cool stuff. Working on two EPs right now, the Colors EP and the ESP EP. So Colors is almost done. I think I'm like one one or two tracks away from finishing that. And then uh, also got a couple tracks already in the works for ESP. So, yeah, if you want to check that out, make sure you do that. You also get access to our Thursday night School of the Mystics, which is the community aspect to what we're building here. So it's like the one-on-one, hands-on community aspect where we come together uh, and just have discussion for the most part. Sometimes we go through courses together. We get into prayer, activation, and Try our hand at uh, moving in the spirit, moving prophetically, speaking prophetically over one one another and see if we can tap into that um, empathy and intuition, which has been beautiful. And we're going to be doing more of that really soon. So every Thursday night, 7 p.m. Central School of the Mystics, you get access to that by becoming a patron. Special shout out. To the latest patrons within the last week or so, shout out to Angela Green. Thank you so much for believing in the vision and coming on board. Special shout out to Analog the Alchemist, and Issa Gate. Thank you guys. What up, Chad? He's in the chat too. Thank you guys for believing in the work. Love y'all. So without further ado, I'm going to bring on my friend, Michael Basham. What is up, my brother? Yo, yo, yo in the... No, I'm not going to do it. You I always do that. Every time I, Every time you mention my name, up? you start getting all <laughs> swaggy. I love, I love, I love yo, you, Yo, what up? What up? I can't even... <laughs> try to pretend to, to do the, the hip in the hood dog thing but yet you do it every time you mention my name because <laughs> like it's like if you if you even get near truth seeker you hear this like awesome music to start building and you just want to start like getting groovy and uh, hip and i'm just a dork i come from a classical music family and i was never allowed to listen to that kind of music growing up so I like to listen to Final Fantasy and Chrono Cross when I go live on my show. Chrono but, Cross, uh, Chrono Trigger. No way. You know, of, you know those games? Secret of Mana. Yeah. Yeah, I stopped playing video games like five years ago, but I still listen to the music in the, behind every single broadcast that we do. They don't uh, flag you for it. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I noticed you put that in there. Um yeah, there's a lot to catch up on, man. We've been we've been talking about trying to get up together and, and do another show. And every time I mention yeah. Michael Basham, everybody's like, get Michael Basham on. He's so funny. He's so funny and spiritual at the same time. We're getting back on. So uh, a lot of people really resonate with your personality and how you t- can talk about such deep matters, but be so nonchalant and silly about it at times. And, you know, I think we I think laughter is a medicine and we ha- we have to kind of come to this place where we don't take ourselves you know what I'm saying? So serious that we can't laugh about our beliefs or our flaws or what we're so serious about, right? I hope so. And I appreciate it. And um, likewise, big fan. Really appreciate your work. Whenever I think about what you're doing, I'm just like, thank God. Thank God Chris <laughs> is doing it. I, I wouldn't be able to interview all the people that you're interfacing with, but it's such a bridge for people from it both is. worlds to yeah, learn man. about we're going to talk about this a little bit today. I know we're, we were, you had someone uh, scheduled to talk about alien abductions and we can go into that, but um, 
what you're doing is you're really giving people the ability to learn something outside of their realm, whether it's the Lord, you know, yep. if they're new age followers yep. or um, Christians to open up their eyes a little bit more. Um, and so that's been really just integral. And of course you're um, on the fringe radio network, although I haven't figured out how to patch in your feed because I don't get your podcast through our network right now. So I got to talk to Johnny about that, but um, there's a lot of, a lot of shows, a lot of content that we have there. That's uh, dovetailing together. And, and it's just a great, I have cards now. We got to get you one of these, man. <laughs> I know you, yeah. you're just going to pass those out everywhere. I know it. Heck yeah. <laughs> just kidding. These yeah. are um, specifically just for the network. I mean, it's good. It's, it looks good to have a network and to be able to share mm -hmm. the fact that, Hey, you know, you're, well, actually, it makes us look good that we're associated with you. <laughs> Likewise, vice all versa. these other shows. Vice versa. Hopefully. Hopefully. I mean, some people may say, True Seekers on the Friends. What? You know, that was an issue in the beginning. It was like, yeah. we can't have Truth Seek on. He's going to get us in trouble. And then it was like, wait, no, that's good. <laughs> that's exactly what we want. <laughs> We want so, souls, uh, man. We want souls, and that you know that's that's yeah. uh, that's awesome. You see the vision, man. Um, not everybody does, but there's a lot of people who do, you know. Yeah. So it's really weird that I have to. I kind of go in like a sheep in wolf's clothing almost, and I, but I go in mission minded, and I tell you my mission. Like I let people know, kind of like after yeah. the fact, take the hat off. Hey, it was me the whole time, you know. That um, and and there's nothing wrong with having these conversations. Like, why is it wrong to have these conversations with these people? Just because I interview this person doesn't mean I agree with them. And just because I don't cut them off or correct them doesn't mean I, 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 I agree with them or believe in what they're, they're bringing as well. There's a lot of people who believe that. You let that person say it and you didn't say nothing. Like, Look, I'm open for the conversation. I'm having the conversations that y'all refuse to have or y'all can't have, and you can't have it just looking at these messages you're sending me. You're not going to have this conversation with these people. You've given up on these people. So I'm going to have those hard conversations. I, you know what I'm saying? Jesus loves them and it, just as much as he loves you and me and that same grace that God has shown me, I'm going to try to show it towards the New Agers and the Christians as well because they both need it, right? And what you're doing is is opening doors that I think um, both of us have engaged and are experiencing spiritual warfare. And we need to watch out for each other. We need to pray for each other. Um, I can see what you're doing. You know, I don't I don't judge you. And I think that there's going to be in the future just a huge uh, harvest and flock of people that are going to come to know God, the real yeah. God, not just yeah. like the church God or, you know, Christian club God. But here in Hawaii, since I, I came here, um, we haven't spoken in the last few months, actually, but I came here um, in the summer and we've we've had a lot of interesting experiences just with the locals, Andrew Boham and Peter Goodgame and some different names that are fringe Christians that um, dovetail with some of the Jason Westerfield stuff. We saw jo uh, John Crowder, got to meet him. We're going to try to bring him on a show. Um I've been and trying to get him on for a while, man. You're kidding. Uh, yeah, oh, really? I, yeah, I think I, I probably even told you that the first time we talked. But I, but he's like, yeah, oh, I'll yeah. do it, man. Just let me get an open date. And I was like two years ago. It was like, come on, man. Yeah. You got to just keep, you know, he's he's just a busy traveling. Yeah. You know, he's got his ministry 
you just got yeah. these kind of people. You just got to keep calling them. He needs a secretary. That's what you know. He's yeah. He used to have one actually. That's how. That's how me and you got hooked up. Really, is through AJ. You remember AJ? AJ was John Crowder's <laughs> secretary. He yeah. He traveled with John no Crowder all over the world. Yeah. Yep. Wow. Planes and trains, brother. <laughs> yeah, he oh. took them all over the world with him. Yep. That's awesome. We gotta we gotta call AJ. What's he doing these days? We, I don't know. He's been kind of, you know, and 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 this isn't just to throw AJ under the bus, but this is to throw a lot of people under the bus, or just to not throw anybody under. But this is just what it is. Like, if you're he trying to, if, if you're trying to get back in the church and just do the Jesus thing or whatever, like strictly Jesus, that's oh, it. You yeah. have to distance yourself from me from anything esoteric, from anything quote-unquote new age. And so you try to get away from all of it, get it out of your life. And so if it's friendships or whatever, you're going to try to steer clear yeah. of all of that. So that's the weird thing with people who do come. And it's not just me or what we're talking about, but any type of, anytime you're dealing with religion or dogma, uh, when yeah. somebody comes to a new revelation or something deeper or they're struggling with it or they may have found my podcast because they're just running from God. You know what I'm saying? And then they find it. They come back to God and then they just, you know what, I can't listen to that anymore because now I'm back in church and my pastor says that he's this. So you see a lot of people come and go. You know what I'm saying? And we want um, relationships, man. That's really where it is. Just doing real life with people. But in dealing with dogma. You're going to see people who may be there for six months, a year, whatever, and then you'll never hear from them again. I mean, close people, like the people you talk to every day and all of a sudden, I'm not going to hear from them again. And there's a lot of that that comes. So, guys, be prepared for that. I know many of you guys listening have already experienced things like that, whether it's family members or friends. But long-suffering, one of the, fruit, the fruits of the Spirit is long-suffering. Don't get hurt over it. Don't get bitter. Long-suffering. Continue to show them people the love of Christ, no matter who they are. And I believe in seasons, man. I do believe people come for in, come for seasons and get what they need and partake and eat from your table. And you have to be open to that. And, uh, you know what I'm saying, pray not for the world, but pray for the ones that the Lord has given me out of the world. And so those people who are there with you, striving with you, you know, they, they might not always be. So I'm thankful for really every moment that I have with, with people, with friends and in general. You know, the way I look at it is um, these these shows, these, these movements, they're like airplanes. They're like starships. You know, you're going into battle, you're going up against these death stars and they might, you might look at us like, Oh, you're these little guys, whatever. What are you doing? Uh, Derek, this is your little hobby. What are you doing? You know? Yeah. Or you're just, you're all into this new age or aliens, alien abductions or, Mm -hmm. and, but they don't see the, the missionary heart. And like you said, a sheep in wolf's clothing. I love that. Um, but sometimes it's too much, you know, and I think, um, there can be burnout, especially with interviewing people all the time. Um, you're doing two big names a week. That's like, wow, that's a lot. I can handle, let's see right now. I mean, I'll sometimes go up to three or four and then I'll just be like burned out for like three weeks. You know, yeah. we had Rick Joyner on <laughs> No, trust month. me, I get I get burnt out too, man. <laughs> I have to I, I have to start exhausting. speaking over myself and prophesying over myself, man. I really do. Yes. Yeah. I mean we haven't even really talked a whole lot off air, but you know, we should just be praying for each other, brother. Just I talk to Johnny a lot. Like he has his days as well, the yeah. producer of the French Radio Network. And we're 
constantly. I mean, he got attacked by somebody with like a crowbar and oh, he wow. had a hairline fracture and a concussion and thank God he's okay. Um, but it came during a time when I believe we're taking a lot of ground and the enemy does not want you to listen. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Listen to um, Truth Seeker or my show or these bigger shows and I'm, I'm not big at all. Like I really haven't even worked on marketing or any of this stuff. We finally got a website. Thanks to a really kind listener bought us a website, put everything together. And he's like, here you go. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, thank you. And that's spiritwarsmedia.com. You can find okay. all of our stuff there, but um, shameless plug, but yeah, it's a warfare. It's spiritual warfare. My grandfather, Don Basham, um, famous exorcist writer of Deliver Us From Evil, worked with Derek Prince. You know, these are this is my foundation, and we want to share that foundation. And yeah. going from that, I mean, my journey has been through Asia, living in Japan, China. I'm trilingual. Um, I keep having weird things happen even after leaving Taiwan. Um, bizarre miracles have occurred, which I can get into. But I know that God has us on this path. And yesterday night I was asking him, I was like, well, Lord, why haven't we gotten bigger? Like, is there something that I'm missing here? Like, I mean, we've interviewed freaking Rick Joyner last month. Like that guy put our website on his Facebook page with hundreds of thousands of followers and yeah. maybe like three likes. <laughs> I know, <laughs> right? <laughs> Rick Joyner's um, Rick flag. talks, Rick rants. We have those on podcast on the yeah. fringe. You can listen to those as a podcast. Are they getting traffic on an analytic? On an analytic side, is that getting traffic? Do you know? They will once people know that we have them, but yeah. we just haven't figured out how to tell those people that, hey, you can listen to Rick's stuff on MP3 as a podcast. I think yeah. people don't even know what podcasts are a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. So, um, and my wife and I are talking about, well, how, how can we get into um, the AMFM spectrum? Yeah. And that would be where if we did get in there, I would be like, okay, get Truth Seeker's latest stuff because we could be like, we were on a show, let's say we bought airtime like a few hours a week, which costs hundreds and hundreds of dollars. We could bring our premium content from the network and put that out there and then attract people to us on the on the web and iTunes or whatever. That's we just we need to think this way. But I was asking the Lord, like, well, why haven't we yet? And he was like, Do you see these big names out there, right? Do you not realize when today reaching their millions of people what is coming is going to be the next layer of all this you know liberal takeover communist takeover deep state takeover 
they're going to go on a rampage and these big names are not going to be there where they are today. So we need to be prepared for that situation. I don't know if you follow a whole lot of like the recent events, InfoWars kind of stuff. Oh yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. What's your radar showing up like that? Have you gotten any like censorship on YouTube? Has anybody flagged you yet? Warned you? <sighs> I have I a, you, you, your whole platform. Oh yeah, man. Um, I have, lots of things on there from like years ago that are copyright i don't have like a very clean youtube channel as far as like it's all my nice stuff it's just i post all kinds i'm of trying things. to be careful with it now um i do have a um there's a chrome extension it's an add-on there's two of them um one's called vid iq and one's called TubeBuddy, and they have uh packages where you can pay per month and they help you get your youtube videos ranked and that kind of stuff but they will show you when you upload a video and you use a a, um, a word in, in the title or even in the description, it'll say, uh-uh, that word, that's a, a flag word. If you use that word, they're going to, you know what I'm saying, pull the, um, you know, they're going to flag it and they're not going to be able to monetize that video. So I've had some stuff that I've put up that was, that, 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 that was demonetized, but then you can submit for a review and if they go and look at it, say, okay, well, this is harmless or whatever, let's let it go. Um, but the first Jordan Maxwell, when I put on that stuff, so that's why the real, the cool thing is like Patreon comes in, and obviously my show, my videos are littered with ads. Right? It's kind of lets you know, hey, if you want to watch this ad free or listen ad free, just go to the podcast app. There's no ads there. Listen to me on the podcast, whatever. So I always have that available. But yeah, that two hundred and thirty dollars really helps. Uh, at the end of the month, you know, helps my wife and, you know what I'm saying, pay bills and keep the lights on and all that kind of stuff. So the monetization and every little bit helps at the end of the day. But again, that's where Patreon comes in. And that's where people like um, Blake comes in. We got a donation right quick from Blake uh, uh, Snap or is it Sap? I can't really see. I know who you are, Blake. I just can't remember. I think it's Snap. Thank you for the donation, brother. He says iron sharpens iron. And uh, that's what we're doing here today. So thank you guys for the donations. Quick shout out to everybody holding us down in the chat. We got a bunch of people listening, hanging out in the chat. Uh, King James is hanging out with us. Ali, Joshua Fluman's here, Chris Garner, and a bunch of other people hanging out too. So uh, yeah, shout out to all you beautiful people hanging out. Thank you, Derek, for those um, those insights. I didn't uh, I didn't want to ask you anything like, oh, how much you making on YouTube because yeah. you got those ads. I mean, that's a good thing for people to know that you, Google is stealing from so many creators. And what this is how they get you today. All right. They shadow ban you. Yep. They restrict your freedom of speech and they do it in a slow way. Like you're going to find like, oh, you talked about Muslim immigration. Yep. Oh, now you that video doesn't get monetized. And you're like, OK. And then they go along and then they're like, oh, you know, this was copyright. You know, I um, <laughs> this is so funny because Ian Clayton has a secretary finally. <laughs> and he contacted uh, YouTube because and I thought I deleted all these. And by the way, this has a good ending to it. But <laughs> they were going to he, he was like, look, this guy has Ian Clayton's sermons on his YouTube channel. And I was like, crap, I thought I deleted those from Inst like years ago. But instead of reaching out to you, they reached out to YouTube, right? They, I hate that. And so and I found out the claim was issued by so, so and so. And it was because a video that I had put as uh, unlisted was still showing up in someone's playlist. So they found it. And I was like, crap. You know, I didn't want to delete. I mean, he had 50,000 views per video yeah. with just hundreds of comments. And it's like, well, maybe he wants to see this someday. You know, maybe. 
but no, you have to delete it completely, you know? Yeah. Anyway, I got in touch with the secretary and he was just going, he was scanning every single Ian Clayton sermon on YouTube and just flagging them and putting yeah. a claim copyright. Yeah. And it was my whole channel's going to get deleted. Yeah. I had like instantly like three strikes. And I'm like, look, I've interviewed Ian Clayton. I talked to him. I told him like, I'm really sorry. This was years ago. And I've posted hundreds of sermons of tons of people from the past, including my grandfather, Neville Johnson. Um, I am not making any money from this. Anyway, uh, he was like, okay, well, well, we'll retract the claims. So they demonetized me. Um, you know, we used to get super chats from friends. Some people, they just like to, in the live video, they like to do the super chat thing yeah. where they, they give you a donation and it's fun to see and everything. Anyway, turns out Ian Clayton has a Patreon, finally. So you can find all of his stuff there. And um, I'm his first Patreon <laughs> And then we're looking for more material. So if anybody has Ian Clayton sermons from like years ago, uh, Fluman probably contact. knows where to find them because he's listening. In. And I know Fluman's been on your show too, Joshua Fluman. Fluman. Yeah, yeah. Fluman. We got to do another show. We had literally like all hell broke loose as soon as we did a show. Joshua Fluman. Yeah. Um, but yeah, anyway, uh, happy ending. You know, we got on good term, terms with them. We learned our lesson. Uh, YouTube will demonetize, deplatform. They're just ready to push that to button. They are ready to delete everything of you on Google. I, like I try to, I try to back up everything. They, I mean, it's it's what they did to Alex Jones, man. They pretty much yeah, Alex tried Jones. to. I mean, they tried to actually delete his name off of the internet almost. Yeah, and every and that was just weird, man. You know what I'm saying? I know he. It's debatable, man. It's 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 crazy. Um, but. That's is weird what they did, and they have the power to do that. Oh, we don't like True Seeker. Let's delete his Facebook. Let's delete his YouTube. Let's delete his Instagram. Let's delete his PayPal. You know what I'm saying? All of this stuff where yeah. we, you know, what I'm saying exist online or whatever in, in this form, they can do that. Uh, they've even talked about it on Patreon, man. Some people's Patreons have been pulled, you know, because they had type of content and and you know. All the while, there's people who selling like they're, they're using this stuff for evil and you know what I'm saying wickedness and things like that, and they're just uh, Let's praised talk about for that. it. Yeah, Crazy. like where? Okay, you're originally so people are gonna click on this because they see an alien looking at a person in a spaceship, and it, it's like, whoa! Like, great choice of a thumbnail. But I may change it after the fact because we didn't. <laughs> <Aww. name it. laughs> okay, fine. Well, what if we can save it? What if we can tie everything together? Yeah. What are these people like? Who, who has the time and the money and the gumption? to go after everybody that's exposing the truth. And in the first layer of it is Alex Jones. It is the info war. I look at it in my mind, it's very clear. There are these circles of information, kind of a Venn diagram in some areas, but you have the first layer of truth is political. People, a lot of people don't go past that. You know, they're all about QAnon or they're all about, um, yeah. Sorry, I'm just, my wife just is getting ready for work here. Trying to get her on here. You know, her first time seeing me was your Photoshop of me. <laughs> Giggling in the background. Honey, just, you're going to get them on here at some point. Love you. Anyway, we're um, we're getting ready for work. So sorry about the sound. But anyway, um, there's layers upon layers upon layers. And they get into the deep state. Now everything's about the deep state. QAnon exposing the Satanists. We're getting people coming out about SRA, DID. They're, they're all talking about how they were um, 
abused in these cults. My babysitter, Janet Woods, you can listen to three-part testimony of hers on our show. Uh, Janet Woods going into very gory detail of how she was in the satanic cult where they, they were burning babies, they were torturing her, mutilating her sexually and others. And this is in America. And these are organized satanic cults. And they have been going on hog wild like for decades and decades, maybe hundreds of years. Yeah. And now it's the showdown. Um, and so it goes layer after layer after layer. You go deeper than that. You think it's nice and, oh, it's new age. Oh, it's witchcraft. But once you get into organized um, satanic ritual abuse, it's burning the babies. It's I was um, up late one night. I couldn't sleep and I was watching um, Top 5S. And... Um, you sure not gonna say hi? Oh hi. Oh, just, okay. I'll get we'll we'll get her on next time. Jennifer Christine, my beautiful wife. She has a real job. <laughs> just kidding. Um, have a good day, honey. We uh, I couldn't sleep one night. I was listening to Top Five S going on about the top five scariest pictures ever captured by a dear Camry called that. And he yeah. just goes on with this creepy music and you're just like glued, you know, in the middle of the night. Watch. It's just a fun thing. But one of them, every now and then. I'm sorry. I said, you got to look behind you every now and then when you're watching that stuff. Oh man. It's like, you're like, <laughs> like, I've been seeing things like we haven't been live in a while. I have literally been seeing things in my room in the middle of the night. I'll wake up and there are physical objects in my room and I'll get to that because I believe that the, the dimensions are starting to cross over. And I mean, my, my wife and I have been engaging with the spirit. Like we want to see, we want to go into it. We want to take ground that like what you're doing, like take back from other religions, other um, whatever. It's a Dan we'll, we'll get into the book of Daniel, Daniel showdown with Babylon, with Babylon's astrologers at the tail end of their kingdom before Nebuchadnezzar is about to lose his kingdom. Daniel was there and they were, showing that the God of Israel is above all the Babylonian star gods of Enki and Enlil and all those guys. So there was, there was that. I've been doing this whole study on that. But um, basically, I want to just finish this story. There was this picture of a girl on a deer cam, and it is creepy as – I can't say any bad words on here, but you're just like, oh, my God. Like that, that is not a ghost. That is – there's this little girl running through the woods in a white dress – She's probably about 10 years old, eight to 10 years old. And she looks confused. She looks like she might be drugged. She's got her hands are out like this and it's blurred and her face is turned behind her. And she's just running through the middle of the woods, middle of the night. And nobody knows who she is. Nobody knows how she got there. But I know enough about these, these um, cults that, you know, Russ Dizdar is, is exposing they have all kinds of missing kids that they, they, um, yeah. horrible things to. And it just, I, it was like, it was like ghost videos. It was like, no, sorry, that's not a ghost. That's probably one of those kidnapped kids. In some My daughter's kind of been watching some of those videos. She's getting into some conspiracy stuff on, on her own. And, um, oh, wow. she's watching the John Bonet Ramsey stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh my and uh, gosh. freaking herself out watching that stuff and then there's some conspiracy stuff about that you know what i'm saying like yeah. they had to 
and there's conspiracy stuff that say that she, you know she didn't die and they just had to kind of sacrifice yeah. her image or whatever wow. the death of this star and just i mean there's all types of crazy stuff but it's out there man all the conspiracies and all the uh crazy um uh, people being kidnapped and i've i've dealt with it man and um you know and i've i've I'll come Do you need any SREs around where you are? I mean, you're over on that side of the. Well, I told state. you. I, I mean, I, I've talked about it several. Lucky Land Casino asking people, "What's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?" Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Times like that church that I came out of got involved in... Uh, uh, you know what I'm saying? Ritual abuse and sacrifice and child molestation and stuff. Um, I left. I don't know if, if it was just like, you know what I'm saying? Before they got into it or I just didn't right. see it. When I went there, yeah. it was a regular church. They had other evangelists coming in town to speak. And I was only there a couple yeah. weeks and it was just like a regular church. But two years after or so um, is when supposedly all this stuff came out and there's still tons of, of stuff on. They didn't, Glad I didn't. I mean, I, I guess I wish I would have seen it because I would have told people who were hooked on drugs. They found people who were very impressionable at the lowest state of their life, and they're like, "Hey, here you go. Let me help you. Let me help you." And then they're like, "Hey, this is what we do. This is in the Bible. This is that." And getting into weird stuff. Because nobody ever tattletales. Yeah. Nobody ever says anything. Yeah. And more people are awake, then we can start taking the country back. Yeah. You know, if you're in the CIA or in the FBI or in any of these groups, yeah. these um, organizations be do the right thing like and get involved in local politics and let's take back the country that's how we got the press if you, i mean it's a huge topic but basically we are taking back segments of the government but it's not going to be like we're just going to win through politics this has there has to be war tribunals there has to be justice and jesus is coming back you know, I believe in the Bible. I believe in my Bible. I got my King James Bible right here somewhere. And it's all about Jesus Christ coming back and his government is going to rule. And it's a physical government. Like you're going to actually see a court system that doesn't go and sue you when you're trying to take care of people that are in a pedophile sex cult, which I did in Taiwan. When yeah. you were interviewing me, that was like the beginning yeah. of it. I think you reached out to me about a few months before all the hell started yeah. and my ex-mother-in-law kidnapped my daughter and literally locked her in a room for almost a year and then just started filing court like suing me over and over again basically just in the Taiwanese court system which is like totally useless I found that out the hard way and they'll just they'll just go along well we don't have proof that your daughter was 
um, abused, so we can't help you. And I reached out to everybody, American government, you know, the Coast Guard. I was able to get to see her a few days a month in the end. That's all they gave me. And then they were like, oh, and they're suing you again. And now, by the way, they want hundreds of thousands of dollars now. I was like, I don't even have hardly any money. Like, I had to get a, you know, legal assistance, basically. I didn't have to spend anything, by the way, which is, I'm, um, I'm trying to figure out how this cult got this much money to, to donated missionary money that's supposed to be for kids in Nepal to sue Michael Basham and take his daughter away. And we're still in a battle to save her. But, and if anybody's listening from Taiwan, you know, if you see Kaya Basham, we haven't even heard from them in a few months. They're not even answering the phone and they're just absolutely criminal, criminal people. But we are um, in this war and it's real. And yeah, I have a sense of humor, but it's almost like gallows humor. Like we are fighting luciferian satanists stupid pedophile people that allow um or people that allow pedophiles to run things and we have to start doing stuff about this you have to be brave i have a handful of people that i can count with less than one hand actually that's wait that's impossible that's a tentacle um i have a tentacle worth of people that i can tell you who are brave there's from a, the children of god comedy <laughs> they're Look, I've been living in this this hell zone for for this last year and a half. It's been thanks to people like you and thanks to my wife that I am not a murderer. I have not called the mafia, even though yeah. they're trying to say that I am a mafia guy. They're the mafia people. Yeah. In Taiwan, everything works through mafia. You should call the mafia if you need anything. That's, right, that's, yeah. what, that's how it works. The police are useless. <laughs> the government is useless. It's not in the United Nations. By all means, go to Taiwan, do mission work, but... If you get involved with the court system, there is nothing that anybody can do for you. And watch your friends disappear, too, because I used to have hundreds of friends that were in the Family International cult, really. I didn't think it was that dangerous because I was just interested in learning about fringe mysticism, how to call on spaceships, how to you know, hear from Jesus, how to talk to angels. And I learned all that stuff, um, but I didn't know that there was this undertow of pedophilia which if you go on netflix and you watch the documentaries about the children of god um the cult there are uh, a lot of uh, exaggerations saying that oh every moment was pure hell no there were blissful times where you were in this kind of group together with people all serving god together but there was that undertow there was antichrist to the children of god they think i'm like their worst enemy i was their last spokesperson i was like the last person out there saying like Really cool, guys. Read the Mo letters. You're going to learn all about it's like the info war in the um, church. And there was never any justice for all the sex abuse in the past. Then people started to go crazy and wonky. And um, I've told this story so many times online that it's just ridiculous. But I have to keep warning them because they think that they got away with it and they're not getting away with it. I mean, they messed with the Basham family. Like, there's going to be some serious things. And as soon as I left Taiwan, Two of their yeah. kids committed suicide. And of course, they blame me for even saying that or connecting that. But the good people that I can count on one finger who left are still fighting for God and are still getting revelations. And the rest of this morass of like kind of confused people that are controlled by pedophiles, they're losing their kids one by one. They're jumping from buildings or dying in weird ways in Taiwan. Like people within our closest circles back there that, that refuse to help us. So 
So I think there's going to be like, God is going to be the one to revenge us. And yeah. this is practice because we're going to lead people through some of the darkest days of human history. And um, the family used to talk about this to us a lot. There were a lot of prophecies about this, like you're being trained for this end time scenario where the antichrist is here. Forget about that pre-trib, free trib rapture thing. Not going to happen. There's going to be three and a half years spoken in the book of Daniel, spoken in the book of Revelation of tribulation. I don't know if we've talked about this before, Derek. Um, are there, do you believe in that? Like, are you, are you preparing for any kind of like, I'm not preparing end time situation. I'm not preparing for it. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm more of the, uh, uh, you know what I'm saying? Preterist as, uh, okay. on understanding that the early church said the same thing and it happened like, you know, 70 AD or whatever, three years, like they were crucified upside down. They were hunted for game, okay. you know? So yeah. I, I feel like a lot of that stuff has already happened. And, um, so yeah. I guess I'm probably partial preterist. It's just I've seen my life is too weird and I've seen too many things. I've I've been there. I mean, I've Later been there days. in the churches where we're like, get ready to make a stand for God. And, you yeah. know, you're going to have to stand up against this wicked generation. And I think I, I mean, I think that we're in a place like that now with Christianity of mentioning Jesus yeah. and you're laughed at and ridiculed. But it's not you're not being killed. You may be getting sued. You may be getting you know, sued by the gays for not serving cake or whatever the case is. Like, you know what I'm saying? But you're not being crucified no, a, and hunted for thing. game and you're not having your, you're not, be, you're right. not, you're not getting beheaded because right. you said that you love Jesus. But there were a people here who did like, they said that they followed Christ. They were burnt and, you know, marred yeah. and all types of craziness. So I believe for us to act like that didn't happen. So that was bad, but there's something worse coming. I don't, like that's like Fox's book of martyrs and understanding history, yeah. man. I think a lot of that stuff played out as far as the prophecies where Jesus said that, uh, you know, this generation standing here shall not pass until all these things be fulfilled. Like I literally believe that, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I see where you're coming. I mean, I've listened to a lot of teachings on that. I I've come kind of come to the conclusion that, um, based on what I can read in the Bible and we should get into alien stuff too. I, I don't want to like make people, <laughs> This is just like, you know, totally. Well, I mean, this. Well, me. maybe it ties into the aliens because there's this return does, of Christ. Maybe the return <laughs> of Christ is the the aliens coming back. Somebody just commented in the chat who says the 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 return of Christ is the return of the Kundalini, and and, and my we would say Holy Spirit, right? The 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 spirit uh, taking God coming back to dwell within the temple and kind of reigning in the temple in the hearts of men, which I believe. You know what I'm saying? Metaphysically is the return of Christ to the temple, which we are the temple. You know, your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit and God dwelleth not in temples made with hands. And there's all this stuff even now. I mean, this has been going on for years, but even now that they're trying to rebuild the temple. Get ready, everybody in Israel. They're rebuilding the temple. They're getting all the priests ready and they're trying to like get people riled up like, oh, it's coming. Like, no, it's already happened. Like Christ has come and he has taken uh, you know what I'm saying? Dominion over the hearts of men. And you know what I'm saying? The second coming of Christ is already here. And so I believe right. that, but I also believe that we, that something is going to change that, that, you know, it is going to get bad. And because the, the people who, um, who have the, their, their, their kingdom and dominion on the earth right now, if you want to call them reptilians, if you want to call them aliens, whatever, whatever demons or, or the elite, whatever you want to call them, this is their kingdom 
And when Christ comes back, he's going to set up his the kingdom and these two kingdoms cannot coexist. So when that happens, then I believe we're going to see all out war. Then I believe we will take our heavenly shape or whatever. You know what I'm saying? The light beings that we are, then we will rise up and we will war against the nations of the earth with Christ in this triumphant return physically. And I believe that that may be what a lot of people would call an alien invasion, a um, UFO light ships, lights, horses, chariots, and this coming down from heaven to uh, invade the earth. But I think we'll be fighting with them against the kingdoms of this world. That's what I believe. You couldn't have, I couldn't have said it better. I, you know, there should have been some really cool rap music behind you. Yo, as yo, you're check it. Dude, that would have been awesome. I'm I talk you, man, about it in my music, man. I talk, I talk about the return of the Elohim and the Elo and, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Over, I, 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 I sprinkle that stuff throughout my lyrics. Yeah. Well, it needs to be reiterated and um, shouted from the roof, 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 roofy tops, rooftops, um, because this is the thing. Like, there is an army that is being trained, and I have stood with people when, um, kind of in the good old days, back when uh, there was this, like, we're getting ready for the end time. And, you know, nobody else is doing this. Nobody else is living off the grid. Yeah. Like I stood with, with men and women um, that fully understood this stuff and were telling it to us in 2004. Like they were the ones that showed me the info war. And so I was like, you guys, do you realize like all this Illuminati stuff? It confirms all the Mo letters and teachings and like yeah. why we need to get trained with the spiritual weapons. Yeah. Have this like constant flow of the word of God and understand what the Bible says because it says that those um, those who understand among the people in the last days, they shall they shall shine like the stars and they shall instruct many. And what does that even mean? Like, so I went and read the book of Daniel recently. We read the whole thing on air. We skimmed through the first few chapters because everybody knows, you know, Book of Daniel, Daniel in the lion's den, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Yeah. And, you know, you know the dream of Nebuchadnezzar, right? Daniel chapter two. We, we, yeah. People have, the, they've listened to that so much. Yeah. And then we really focused on like the weird parts of Daniel with all the animals and all the weird wars and like, Brass, like is this Jesus or the Antichrist? And, and like, nobody can figure that out. We, we focused, we read every word of that. So if you want to hear that, that's somewhere in our, in our spiritwarsmedia.com. You can find it. Anyway, it was it was like, holy crap, like literally like Daniel and those three guys, they were the representatives of the God of Israel versus the star gods. I mean, the Babylonian star gods, like they might have been on their tail end, like Darius was about to take over with the Medes and the Persians, like that night of uh, when Bel Belshazzar had a party, you know, and they had all the the uh, the precious, you know, the the temple dishes they took them out to worship the false gods and to make fun of god of israel yeah and then that hand appears on the wall and it says many minute go up shim you're gonna like lose your kingdom this is your last day this was the kingdom of babylon with all those babylonian star gods that everybody's channeling and worshiping and that the people that were that researched this stuff stan dale talked about this a yeah. lot that the biggest uh, thing going around in the, in the underground governments is that the Babylonian star gods are returning. Yeah. And so we're seeing these guys and they're literally those gods. Like Israel wasn't in some archaic 
uh, civilization that didn't know jack squat, like Egypt too, they knew their stuff. They had their astrologers, their uh, Chaldeans and magicians and wise men and wizards. They had those guys. Those guys were the real thing. Um, And there was a lot of emphasis. Pay attention to Joseph's story as well with Pharaoh. There was a lot of emphasis with dreams, with dream interpretation. So people really got to pay attention to what they're seeing in their dream state. Um, This is the wisdom of the ancients that God wasn't standing there pointing his finger at Pharaoh saying, you're, you're Luciferian, you know, so new age talking about lucky land casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky, lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha. In my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me. And you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Bellini, you know, no. In that specific place, like that is where God can show off where it's like, all right, let's see who's more powerful. Let's see if it's the gods of Egypt and Babylon, or let's see if it's the God of Israel. Let's see whose God is really God. And, oh, God is like, yeah, let's do it. Yeah, and I'll God tell you who something. answers with fire. <laughs> he's scary. And he, this is the thing with me, too, is like I, I do my best to focus on positive things every day. I am in the future already. I am in the place where, they come after you. They censor you. They demonetize you. I even had my Patreon removed for a period of time. Like they shadow ban you and then suddenly you're still alive and you're like, what the heck just happened? Well, God is going to walk you through the whole epic story of Joseph, of Daniel, of going into prison, going all these weird things are going to happen to the you. The whole Bible. <laughs> the whole Bible is going to happen Bible. to you. Yeah, for real. It is. Yeah true it's the whole bible i mean read the bible it's like it's and that part okay, too yeah that part too and you're focusing on that part so that's good too you know <laughs> well it's it's the god of battles that is going to stand with you the force in star wars let's use the star wars analogy and i keep having these recurring dreams about star wars is real minus han solo and luke skywalker and darth vader like the characters are made up but that overall picture of this galaxy full more than of, we know, man, more than we know, bro. Oh, so, I mean, Rick and Morty. I'm, my poor wife has to watch Rick and Morty with her husband. We watched um, the last episode of season two yesterday, and it's all about this intergalactic empire and their flies riding starships. Where have I heard that before? Oh, yeah. Beelzebub, Lord of the Flies. Yeah. Or you could even interpret it Lord of the Flyers that are an illegal but they consider themselves the rulers of the galaxy you know rick and morty it's pretty crass show um 
but I've we've spoken to uh, Jerry Lee, Manifestor Yada. He talks a lot about the fact that Satan has an intergalactic star fleet, and there are these reptoids and greys and other beings that he's buddy buddy with, even though he's going to be chained onto this planet. Um, we're going to interview Peter Kling tomorrow. He talks a lot about this as well. Peter Kling is is such a cool guy. You got to interview him too it's, if you have time. But that Jesus Christ is this intergalactic star Lord, son of God coming back with his clouds of heaven, spaceships. He was born on the earth, manifested physically, son of man, rose again, son of God, coming back to take the planet over. He thinks that um, the royal family bloodline, uh, like through someone like Prince William will be the Antichrist. Maybe, but it's going to be this showdown. And it's it's going to happen in our generation. You know, this is the thing. But anyway, to get back to the Bible, like if you don't know the Bible, at least you know Star Wars. Okay, do you really want to live in Star Wars? Do you really want your father to be Darth Vader and try to kill you, and find out, you know, after he chops off your arm, and then you see your friends all get burned down in in, uh, in galactic star fights? It's not comfortable to go through this. But in the future. They're going to try to shadow ban you. They're going to sue you. They're going to drag you before courts and yeah. unjustly accuse you of all manner of evil. I have been accused of literally everything from like incest to pedophilia to being guilty of everything that the enemy is guilty of. They've gone before the unjust court system of Taiwan and accused me of that stuff. <laughs> like they're going to do this to people and you are going to have the God of heaven rise up and he is going to protect us. And this is the thing. He's scarier than we are. Like, even if we go and we become evil and do all kinds of evil things and formulate a fringe radio network gang where we go around and we beat up anybody that hates us. <laughs> like, you can imagine, like, I saw you talking about my buddy Truth Seeker the other day. We're going to get you. And then, you know, like, burn down their houses, Molotov cocktails, and, like, beat up people with sticks, like, radio network gang gang lords even if we did that which we won't it wouldn't be as scary as what god does to avenge his people god actually takes away their kingdom and god uh causes pharaoh's kingdom to be destroyed yeah. but first you know you have to let things play out you gotta go according to his timing and um pay attention to your dreams see how god will will speak through you to people um signs and wonders will follow i had one last night i i talked to some japanese that know people in japan that i lived with <laughs> literally when i was 17 yeah. i just met them randomly i met a taiwanese guy a month ago uh, on ha halloween night actually who used to own the house that we lived in in taiwan that you interviewed you interviewed me, me from it's like a ghost house i'm telling you yeah. i've seen i saw so many things in that house um God will do things to confirm the steps of his people, but it'll be like Obi-Wan has PTSD. Have you ever seen that YouTube video where it's like Obi-Wan? Um, just to spoil it for everybody, quick, don't listen or go watch this video. You'll either laugh or cry or both, but Obi-Wan is standing there. Luke is like, how did my father die? Or did you know my father? And, and Obi-Wan's like, Vader was seduced by the dark side of the force. And, and then he's like getting flashbacks of episode one, two, and three. 
you know, and he's seeing Anakin Skywalker and he's like, how do I, how do I tell Skywalker his dad is Darth Vader? I can't tell him, but he's like seeing the days when Obi-Wan and Anakin were working together. And then in the end, he's like chopping off Anakin's limbs and Anakin is like burning and he's like, I hate you. He's like, you were supposed to be the chosen one. He's like, to me, the Jedi are evil. He's like, then you are lost, you know? And that's what you're going to see in the Wars of the Spirit with friends. Yeah. I will never betray Derek Roskirth or Johnny Iron or any of the other people. But I have been betrayed by former Jedi from the Clone Wars in the past. And many <laughs> warfare fights, I, in my mind, are hundreds of great mm. Jedi who have fallen. Some of them have come after me and tried to kill me or get me to join the dark side. The dark side is not learning about Kundalini or like interviewing alien abductees. <laughs> the dark side is like where you betray your brother unto death, yeah. and you're like, "I'm serving God," and it's and think it's that really, they're doing yeah doing doing justice by doing so. Yeah, they will drag you before the court systems. They will, and that's why we need to learn about the court systems of heaven, so that we can turn around and say, "Look, you got nothing on me." I am standing before God. Yeah, and... you got to know who you are, man. That's the big thing about identity. You know what I'm saying? And, yeah, man. And, and like knowing who you are in Christ. And I mean, that's why we talk about this stuff, man. There's a lot of people who don't know who, who they are. There's an identity crisis. And so a lot of people out there are like chameleons. And there's, they're just good at adapting to the environment, adapting to the situation. A lot of them have kind of had to do that to survive. I mean, you get thrown in something, you have to adapt and survive. So now you get around people groups, wind of doctrine that comes, and you don't really have your feet rooted and grounded in Christ to know who you are. So because if you know who you are, you don't allow them to tell you who you are. Because trust me, we've all had to go through it. That's part of the hero's journey. That's part of this you know what I'm saying? Jedi battle. Oh, you'll never be nothing. Oh, the God's done with you. He used to use True Seeker. He used to do this. And God used to do miracles through True Seeker. And True Seeker used to be a great preacher. And True Seeker used to win people to Christ and blah, blah, blah. I used to. This has been this, you know what I'm saying? This nobody now. This person who's. And people still think that I'm like a has been or I don't know what they think, but they've definitely given up on me. But, um, but God is doing more now than than I've ever been privy to do. And I'm thankful for all of it, but um, I know who I am. And there were times I had to go through that. Well, what if they're right? What if I've been deceived? What if this, and I go before God, God, what's happening? Where am I? What are you saying? Am I making this up? Blah, 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 blah. You're trying to figure things out, but you have to know your identity, man. There's an identity crisis and we're hidden and found in Christ to know, to know who we are is to know who he is. You know what I'm saying is to know Amen. the book of Colossians that lets you know that all these demons and all these principalities and powers and aliens and devils or whoever you can think of, Obi-Wan, any of it, they all have to answer to King Jesus. Every single one of them, all the mediums, the psychics, the channelers, every knee will bow. Every tongue must confess that Jesus is Lord. I believe that I choose to do that on this side of eternity. I know who he is. I know that there was nothing created that didn't come through him. He is in, he is the expressed image of God made manifest in, in human form. He is love made manifest in the form of a person. If love became a person, it's Jesus. And I serve him. I talk to him. He talks to me. We fellowship. You can't tell me who I am. He already told me. You can't 
dictate my future. You can't prophesy over my future. You can't speak death into my life, into my ministry, into my hands. I have the power of life and death in my tongue, just like everyone else listening. You've been told that, hey, you know, you're into thing, you're over your head. God, God doesn't love you anymore. This is crazy stuff these religious people come up with, and we believe it because we've been told just to kind of adapt to whatever people are saying, whatever they're doing, especially when it comes from a place of authority, the pastor, your parents, right? I mean, I know people whose parents say that the parents have given up on their children and they say that their kids are going to hell and they say, we don't, we don't deal with her anymore. We've parted ways with her because we've given her over to Satan. What? You give me over to Satan. That ain't your, you don't have no power to give me to Satan. I'm his. What you mean? I'm, I'm, I'm a daughter. I'm a son. I'm a child of the king. So you got, you got to know your identity, man. Know who you are. And, and I really believe that getting into that Bible, Genesis to Revelation, putting your face in it, in prayer, wanting to know God, wanting to have him reveal himself to you, you're beholding yourself as you're looking into a mirror. As you read that Bible, you're discovering who you are. As you're going through your journey and your trial and your tribu tribulation, it's becoming clear how to overcome. It's becoming clear where the peace is. It's becoming clear who the enemy is. It's becoming clear all of this stuff starts to make sense, man. And I truly believe that. And that's why I do what I do. And uh, and it has impact. It really does. And, and you have to yeah. know who you are, man. You really do. Well, you know, I mean, I can I totally resonate with everything you just said like too well bro and it's so you have been elevated you have been um you've passed many grades in the spirit and i can just tell you right now that in my mind of real true jedi who are actually still fighting and who aren't like serving the dark side even if they're just doing so by betraying their brothers or going along with evil maybe they haven't shown their true face yet we're still in that kind of gray area i know you have a lot of these voices too in the past notice how they always come at you with the bible like they'll misquote the bible all the time which is why you have to know the bible how did satan face jesus with the bible only the bible when satan attacks christians yeah he doesn't use alistair crowley <laughs> he uses yeah. The word of God and he twists it. The He's like, you know what, Derek? Brethren. You're just being critical right now. I think God's telling you, you need to start being more loving. Doesn't the Bible say love your neighbor and forgive? Derek, you better forgive. But by the way, I'm going to, you know, blah, blah, blah to you. And we're going to try to destroy you. That That is the test, though. Like, how do you that like that's the test. And I've had to deal with that on on many levels, even recently. You want yeah. to get into retribution. Let me show you what I can do. Just like you tell you mess with my kids. Let me show you what I'm going to do to you. And you get into your flesh. You get into your thinking. You're like, hold on. I'm starting to plot evil. I'm starting to dream evil thoughts. I'm starting to wonder how I can get back at you. And the test is to pull your hand. Stop it. Vengeance is mine, saith the Lord, Michael. I got this. Watch what I do. I could do it better than you. And I can take vengeance without any karma, any uh, repercussions coming back to you. And I've been talking about this like you don't want to rip off a witch. I've stolen from a witch and it was one of the worst mistakes I've ever done. Like a real witch, someone who can summon elemental forces against you. I did that. I paid for it big time. It's not a good idea. 
how much more should you not steal or should, should not double cross a child of the king? How much more? Because tr trust me, you do not want to cross a witch. How much more? Do we just get pushed on? Do we just get? No. Vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. He will fight your battles for you. And he's a lot better at it than we are. He he owns time. He owns existence. It's in his hand. And it's not to wish death upon anyone. It's, it's to, to wish repentance upon them. Let them learn the error of their ways that they don't do it again. But that's between them and him. That's right. Not between you. I literally was shown a verse um, moments before being cornered by someone. And lucky Land Casino asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And I won't give any details because I don't know if they'll ever listen to this. And I, I love this person. I want them to know God. But there's someone that is living in total rebellion to God and has just treated people horribly. And I was tempted in this instance to tell them off and to say to their face, look, you are a loser and I condemn you to the deepest, muddiest little pitfall pits of whatever. But it was like, okay, I'm just not going to say anything. And literally God showed me the verse. I just opened this little Bible right here that I, I got for free at a local church. Cause I didn't bring any Bibles from Taiwan. I lost mm -hmm. my last Bible and I was like, I'm a missionary that just came from Taiwan and I don't even have a Bible. Would you mind if I could take your Bible? And they're like, sure. Take three Bibles. So now I have three Bibles from this Unitarian church down the road. Anyway, it's kind of funny, but I was opening this thing and it literally said, take no thought of, of what you will say yeah. when they, when they drag you off or whatever, it will be the spirit of your father inside of you at that moment, showing you what to say. And so I was just like, mm. and then suddenly they were like, okay, Michael, we need to talk to you. So I was like, okay, fine. What's what am I in trouble for what? And it was literally not very big deal, but the spirit of it was, was like, it was bullying. It was very, very low class way to treat people. And I just looked at them in the eyes and I said very honorably, like, what is our vision here? What are we doing together? What is your purpose? What are we? And I got them like they were like, uh, 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 well, we are. And they had to kind of speak very carefully, like, well, you know, because these were people in authority in this specific organization that I was working with recently. And within about five minutes of this taking place, one of these people got a phone call and one of their family members had just died and they literally like rushed off 
and I was just sort of watching a movie or something. It was literally like, what is happening? Because I wasn't going to go and attack. What I wanted to do was say really mean things. And I was just standing by the word and I literally saw the anger and the feeling of just like, there's something happening here. God's spirit is mad, but also there's a chance to reach out to this person and, yeah. and love them. Yeah. Although there is going to be judgment when you start picking on God's people everywhere. It's like, it's, you don't want to do that, but you do need to know the word. And the word says, fight the good fight of faith. Yep. It says, lay hold on eternal life whereunto you are called and has professed a good profession before many witnesses. And Derek, you've already gone through the church grade. You've stepped through the religious grade. Now you're in the realm of the people who are really literally looking for truth and who are literally in the fight. It could be Jordan Maxwell. It could be all the people around Laura Eisenhower. No matter uh, where they are. They're, and there's are, a lot of them in the church. You know, and a lot of them are still in the church. A lot of them, you know, yeah. they're looking. You know what I'm saying? So it doesn't matter where they are. If they're searching, you know what I'm saying? They're going to get it. If they're watching a lot, if they're Laura Eisenhower fans, if they're Jordan Maxwell fans and they're looking for truth, I got it. I got it. And we should be, you know, I, I love talking with you and getting into the business of it. And, and you know, I'm sharing my heart with you as well and, and some of my battles. But I'm still in the same zone where I was, you know, in episode one with Luke Skywalker. <laughs> just like, I want to be a Jedi like my father, you know. I want to be in the in the know, in the the latest spiritual weaponry and technology of today. Yeah. The, the things that your audience is tuning in to your yeah. show to listen Me to. Me too. I want to be in that. They have some things figured out in the new age or in these realms. Not all of it. They have some things figured out that we don't. And I, I like to say the fact, I say we as far as like Christians don't in the biblical perspective. Because a lot of times the, the, the Bible just gives an, an overview of these things. And they don't really get into the nitty gritty on how these technologies work. Spiritual technologies. How it works. How does, what is the word of wisdom? What is the word of knowledge? And some some prophetic movements, Morning Star, like we we've both you know, you know, been influenced by their work. We'll go into more info than others, but there's people in in the occult circles who will map it out. ESP, extrasensory perception. You can hear, you can smell, you can taste, um, you can know, you can see. Clairvoyance, clairaudience, clairsentience. And, and and then we look in the Bible and say, wow, Jesus was clairvoyant. Jesus was clairaudient. His disciples were too. They were able to hear the voice of the Spirit that would wake them up and say, hey, don't go to that city. Hey, stop judging those people. And, th and they was with this fellowship with the Spirit. How, what does that sound like? What does that look like? There's a lot of pictures in the Bible. And even with that, Acts 10, call no man evil, call no man unclean. What what does that sound like? What does that look like? You know, I think they have a piece of God. And to say that we have it all figured out, to say that if it has, it has to be called this or these words or the terminology you're using, you should. It's so funny. You see, we see there's there's Christians and stuff now who talk about the breath, the breath of God, the inhale, the power to heal, and the Holy Spirit and Numa and the Ruach presence of God that's coming through breath. Dude, there is Vedic stuff that teach you the power of your breath and the power of breathing and cleansing 
And then there's Christians who are just now getting a piece of that. The power of the spoken word. When you put that stuff together, everything starts to make a little bit more sense. And you judge it against the word of God. You judge it against the word of God. But I'm judging clairvoyance, clairaudience with the life of Jesus and the disciples and the prophets who were very spiritual, who were people who were leaving their bodies, by practicing by location, telepathy, all of this stuff written through the scriptures. It comes alive, man. And if you don't have anything to kind of reference that to, you're just like, yeah, that was a one-time occurrence. And the Bible repeatedly talks about them falling into a trance. How do you fall into a trance? Well, it's just random. God just pulled them in a trance while they were on the road to Damascus. They pulled them in. I think they practiced trance state. When Jesus was transfigured at the Mount of Transfiguration, we've talked about this. I think that happened all the time, man. I think that that was a common occurrence when he went into the spirit. That was just the first time we kind of got to see a camera go in there and follow Jesus and what he did when he went into his courts of his father during prayer. He was being, I'm telling you, and we told him, that ties back to Star Wars for me. At the end of uh, one of the episodes, um, Yoda is taking Obi-Wan, I think it's Obi-Wan, and he's bringing him off into the sunset. He says, follow me. I'm going to teach you how to commune with your leader. He's like, Qui-Gon. And so I'm like, boom. Because in me, that whole time, I'm watching that Qui-Gon is Jesus to me. And the whole time I'm watching that, and it's like, I'm going to teach you how to commune with him. So why are you going to teach me how to commune with Jesus in the secret place? Oh, Lord. Whoa. It gets deep. Bro. That's deep, man. I, I know it sounds dorky to be talking about video games and Star Wars and all this stuff, but I literally, like, everything ties together with that and i have seen stuff i've seen angels i've talked to angels i've probably seen aliens but here's what praying medic taught us and his praying medic is all about QAnon right now um he was uh on dan duvall's show recently i would recommend listening to him go on about that but he put together a book called traveling in the spirit made simple and he brought all these stories, you know, Ian Clayton stories and different um, Christians, Margie Mormon, who we've interviewed, a bunch of different cool people. And what it, what it gets down to is just you need to sit down and you need to get rid of all distractions and make sure you're not like going to fall asleep, but get comfortable and, and, you know, practice meditation, but not meditation as in yoga or something, but meditate on the Lord, find some scriptures, meditate on, go through the gate of the word and let God show you stuff. Spirit travel. It's not astral projecting. Although I had an experience and I'll tell you, I'll tell you my experiences as fast as I possibly can. But these are the things that have happened since we've last talked um, in the midst of some of the most heavy spiritual warfare ever in Taiwan. Um, first off, I was sleeping after a long, heavy battle where I was trying to upload a video to the Fringe Radio Network regarding our marriage. I came to Hawaii to get married by faith with my wife here, Jennifer Christine. It was totally by faith. We haven't met yet. And we wow. already declared like, okay, we're getting married. <laughs> I'm going there. We're going to move to the big island. And um, I have my spirit pastor, Matt Evans, who deals with SRA and like alien spirits and stuff and people getting healing from their, their parts. It's really amazing guy, Matt Evans. We've interviewed him too. We're, he's agreed to marry us in the spirit today. So uh, we did this whole show, Jennifer and I, and that night, 
the exact place we named that we were going to move exploded in the volcano in Hawaii. <laughs> like the exact place, man. And so we had this show and it's documented. It's like front page Drudge Report news. The next day, the volcano explodes right after we say we're going to get married and move and, and start at like a mission base there or something. So a few days later, I'm trying to upload this thing because it's it's a timely thing. It's a time-sensitive sen- uh, thing. And literally, this is in the middle of all the court garbage. And my daughter was with me that night. She was there sleeping in the room. And I was there furiously trying to get this thing uploaded. Suddenly, a relative emails me and messages me sneakily trying to say, Michael, why are you so negative? Why are you doing these things? Why did you say those mean things about the nice missionaries? And I'm like, what is this? Who Did they tell you? Because the next day was the court hearing. It was like another trial. It was it was all stupid. It was all completely ridiculous. They were trying to sue me for hundreds of thousands of dollars. They were about to lose everything. All the money they'd wasted trying to sue me. So they were calling all my relatives to get to me. And I'm just trying to get my freaking marriage thing uploaded. And I'm like, you mother... I, I've never spoken this way to my, my flesh and blood family, but I was so angry. I got the thing uploaded. I stopped talking to my relative and I lay down and God was like, listen, you need to listen to the story of Joseph. Put it on your headphones, lie down, listen to Joseph's story. It's like, all right, God, fine. I was, I've never been more frustrated and angry in my entire life at that than I was at that moment. So I lay down, you know, it was like three o'clock in the morning and I just sort of dozed off. And then I woke up and I saw with my eyes in the room, these rings and layers of energy that were physical. It was as physical as this camera stand. Just like I saw it in the room and it was layered with these like patterns and symbols. And like, I can't describe what they were like, except they look kind of creepy because they were like really detailed and it was like a metal. It was made of metal and it was emanating from where my daughter was sleeping in the room, like in a circular pattern, like expanding from her body. And as soon as it went by me, I was just staring. I was like, and then all the fear, all the anger, all the negativity just disappeared from the room. And I was like, I don't know what that was, but I feel great. And oh, I just wow. fell asleep. It felt good. The next morning I was like, God, what was that? And he's like, don't you think there's a reason why they're trying to destroy Kaya Basham, your daughter? And I thought about that for a while and I was like, okay, so she's got superpowers. <laughs> All right. <laughs> got it. Cause I literally saw this and um, we started to see stuff after that. Like literally I started to see these, these um, just out of nowhere. We, uh, we, Jennifer and I started to practice some meditation. We had the whole silver cord thing manifest. I don't know if it was the silver cord, but I literally saw this thing in my room as well. One night, um, Following that event, um, I was on the phone with her and then I think she had to go or she fell asleep. And then I was lying in my bed just thinking and meditating and wanting to manifest stuff, just like focusing on God. Yeah. And Suddenly, I had the impression that somebody was going to come in the house from downstairs and they were coming up the stairwell. There's nobody in the house. I was alone. And they came in the room. And my eyes were closed the whole time. 
And before I could get up or do anything, they stepped into my body, into my stomach area. And I was like, whoa. And I opened my eyes and I saw this white, like almost like a jellyfish kind of organic material just slowly rising out of my stomach into the air in the room. And I'm just staring at this thing. And it was there for like a good 10 seconds. And I can't describe exactly how, I mean, it just reminded me of like seeing the tendrils of like a jellyfish. And it, the feeling was not of fear. Again, it was this excellent amount of peace and just goodness. It's the only way I can describe it. So I don't know if that's what people call the silver cord, but um, those are those are the, the the experience that we had in meditation, though, in following the voice of God, listening to the word of God, and spending time in prayer, and literally asking God to manage. Lucky Land Casino asking people, "What's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?" Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me. What's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. Manifest up. Oh my gosh, Rod is listening. I, I'm sorry, I turned on my Facebook Live, dude. What up, Rod? Rod? And Rod E. Miller. Anyway, um, great to be able to share this stuff on your show, Derek. What did I do? You have any interpretation for any of that stuff? You, you interviewed anybody that's seen silver I mean, court things? I, I've, I've, I mean, I've talked to. Uh, we talked about this in our um, School of the Mystics the other night. Um, I remember driving through Atmore, Alabama, and there was a billboard with this nice graphic. It looked really expensive, brand new, and. On the billboard was a man laying in the bed with the, the cord coming off and his astral body leaving his body, right? And so as a person astral traveling on the billboard, and all it had was the scripture in the Bible that mentions the silver cord. I forgot which scripture it is right off, um, but it just had that scripture. And I looked it up and it said, you know, don't let the silver cord break or whatever the case was, you know. And, um, and th- there was no website. There was no... Uh, phone number, no nothing. Somebody paid to have that up there to manipulate the consciousness of the people, and they didn't even want credit for it. Like there was no, hey, we're a cult, we're a new age group, Christian community, whatever. Look us up. There was not not even that there. And so that's when I looked into it. I was like, wow, there's a scripture on the silver cord. And and me and Fluman kind of went back and forth and and wondering if it is symbolically the silver cord maybe that's even where the term comes from but it talks about uh, let not the silver cord be severed and i think it's in kings i'm not 100 percent sure with that but that was interesting um some people here or in the chat were mentioning that maybe the silver cord <laughs> was something demonic like some kind of cords of attachment which um you know there there you could see those right uh, I'm, I'm sure we that you know that may be easy to um 
to mix up people who have cords of attachment on them that connect them to other people to other ideas and things if you were able to see that in the spirit realm what that looked like but essentially what is believed the silver cord is what is uh, connected through your navel i believe to your uh, etheric body and that as you travel out of your body you leave the silver cord is what helps you find your way back or snaps you back into your body um, so I don't really have no, no experiences with the silver core, but I know what the theory of it is. So, okay. Well, I don't know. I, I'm not sitting here as a teacher either. And I alarmed a lot of Christians with, um, with that experience that I, I just tell everything like as I'm seeing it, um, which, 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 what a lot of people are doing, you know, and then that's, I mean, who, what the, excuse yeah. me, but what the heck is the Bible? Hey, I left my body. I'm writing about it. This is what happened. Like, come on. Like, if we don't tell nobody that people are having these, cra I'm getting messages from from people, crazy experiences. I had this vision where all of this light hit my body and this blue crystals appeared and I felt like it pulled out all the negative out of my body and it said it was crystalline and blah, 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 blah. And somebody is like, what is it, True Seeker? I'm like, I don't know, right? But then again, I have another friend who hit me up and was like, man, I was in a vision and there was a woman appeared to me and she was taking away all of the bad stuff that I did. And she said her name was crystalline. And I'm like, wow, I don't know what that is. I've never heard of it. But if you was to blog about it, and if you was to blog about it, and that person who was searching, what is crystalline healing? What is, who is this woman? Oh, there's a couple blogs. A couple people have stories about this woman or these beings that show up and administer healing from God. Then we have something. So it's about, having these encounters and being vocal about them, not being scared. What about the imagination? What about, which is a big thing. What about the people who are making this stuff up as they go? I'm convinced even some of our Christian greats, I'll throw Ian Clayton out there. I think a lot of the stuff is he kind of gets the vision. He puts it out there and it's kind of, okay, Lord, what are you saying? Okay, here it is. This is what it looks like. What else, God? Okay, this is this is the diagrams. I kind of think that they're making it up as they go. But who is to say that that does not become their doctrinal truth? And the people who follow that and they try those steps and they try to meditate and they chant. The first time I've seen anybody chanting, Yod, hey, Vod, hey, was Ian Clayton. I seen a video of Eden, Ian Clayton at a church chant, got the whole church chanting, Yod, hey, which is the name of God, uh, chanting this. And it was beautiful. And I, I do it now, right? We get into sessions where we do it. But um, it comes where like, okay, what if they're making it up as they go? And they very well could be, right? And, and in the Christian circles, the New Age circles, Corey Good, David Wilcock, these big names, um, creating content and they got followers and people believe it but as a man thinketh in his heart so shall it be if you think that there's people who get in the sh in, in the shower right and they'll take a shower and they'll imagine all i do this all of the negative energy washing off of them when the water hits them and all of the negative energy the negative stuff for the day uh, and, and they they believe it in their mind when they get out the shower, those sins and those negative ideas of have been washed down the drain. There's a scripture in the Bible that says his mercies are new every morning. And I've been in a place where I would maybe commit sin or have these unconfessed sins in my life. And 
I would confess it before the Lord and I would wake up the next morning and feel like that slate was, was, was washed clean. And I may have carried that sin all day. Even if I've confessed it, I still feel like it's lingering. Like maybe I'm dirty, but that next day when that sun rises, his mercies are new every morning. I feel like I have a, a, a fresh, uh, touch of his mercy, right? I don't know if I do. I don't know if my sins and all that stuff washed off of me and I've received clean energy or whatever in the spirit or quite physically, but in my mind, I did. And as a man thinketh in his heart, so shall he be. And I lived my life and I went and I, and I made decisions based off of those feelings, whether they're ungodly, whether I made it up. But to me, it was real. And there's people who are doing that in churches. You have crazy doctrines in church that you believe God that is ordained from God. And God ain't said a damn thing close to that. But churches have passed it down about tithing and about cursing you. If you don't tithe and you think God really speaking that to you and you're living your life, if you don't give that money, then God's going to curse you. I've been through that. And I thought that was real. And I made my decisions and based my life upon if I don't give, then God is going to take it because pastors have told me that God never said anything close to that. But it, but it became real to me because as a man thinketh in his heart, so shall he be. That's why we're supposed to be truth seekers. That's why we're supposed to get in the word and know what God says and and test it and try it and uh, think about lofty things that can uh, help us out to kind of don't dwell upon all of the nasty negativity because it's out there and as a man thinketh in his heart so shall he be you whatever you entertain garbage in garbage out that's why i'm i like to talk about prayer that's why i like to talk about meditation and sins being washed away and all of this stuff because as you think it as you believe it i went on a new age show i don't even want to call it a new age show i went on a show with a guy um and he interviewed me and he was uh, drilling me about the Christian thing. This Jesus. Well, people say Jesus never existed. People say this and he was just made up. What do you say? I said, yeah, I live my life like he did. And and it does something. That story, if he never, I talk about allegory in the Bible and the Old Testament. And if they prove that, hey, we made this up. And there's people trying to say that, that we made the Bible up. And it's, it's a Vatican ploy to control the world. And all texts are made up to throw people off. I live my life like it happened, and there's power in that story. There's power to think that if I confess my sins, that he is faithful and just to forgive me. And you're telling me it don't, doesn't happen, even if it, it doesn't change anything. There's power when I live my life in this way that it's already happened. That's the whole Bible. That's all of your occult, esoteric texts you study, whatever. If it's real to you, you create it as you speak it. And you, it creates your reality, all of it. And that's how all of this works. If you don't believe it, it's not going to work. Jesus, the son of God made manifest in human form, walked into towns to heal people. Man, that's Jesus. Man, he's a carpenter. Man, he, he's a carpenter's son. Jesus, we know Jesus. He can't heal nobody. Jesus walked into towns and, could, and was rendered powerless. Couldn't heal people. A prophet is without honor, save in his hometown. Then he goes into other cities where these people are hungry. They're thirsty for truth. They're looking for God. Oh, Jesus is coming. Oh, I've heard stories about this guy. I've heard stories, man. I, I don't know who he is, but I've heard stories. And I'm desperate, man. I need, I need God. I'm desperate. Maybe he's got something for me. If only I can touch the hem of his garment. Maybe this blood issue that I have, I've been bleeding internally my whole life. Maybe if I touch the hem of his garment, I can be healed. I don't know, but let me try it. 
and they believed it and they tried it and it worked unto them. Everybody said, what are you doing? Jesus is busy. He's, he's dealing with the, you know, the rich people or whoever right now. Get back. Stay back. This woman reached through the crowd, touched the hem of his garments, and it was rendered unto her because of her faith. And that's what it takes to please God. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. I believe that this is a faith game, man. We, we, you know, we, we can't prove this stuff. We have these encounters. We have these experiences and we can go on for days and we're trying to make sense of it. We're trying to find other people. We have stories in the Bible. We have stories in books taken out of the Bible. And we're trying to make sense of this stuff. And all these other churches and denominations claim to have it figured out. And this is the way. That's the way. No, this is the way. They're lying. This is the way. And, and we're all trying to make sense of it all, man. But it is that it's moving from that faith to a place of knowing God and knowing Jesus within. However you want to explain it, whatever it, it, it is to you. Let me tell you what it is to me. He said, who do you say I am? Give a damn what these people said I am. Who do you say I am? And that's what he's asking each and every one of us. That's where the power is. I don't care what they say, who they said I did. I don't care if they said I existed. What do you say? You exist. You're the son of God. You changed my life. What's your story? That's your testimony. Good words, man. I, I appreciate you because you do... Put yourself out there in your hometown. Like, as far as I know, you've been living in that area. Yeah, it's and it, it's 100% like the Bible says it, man. It really is. You know, is. my family actually was around you. Um, Mobile, Alabama, that was where um, a great deal of our cult, um, which cult? Uh, the ch Not the Children of God cult, the uh, shepherding movement. Derek Prince, Don Basham, Bob Mumford. Yeah. They were centralized in mobile alabama for quite some time so well uh, you might i don't, I don't know if it's the same so movement there's something called the fathering movement is that you think oh it sounds like an it sounds like a mutation man it's been there's like the fathering movement if you have your your apostles and the ones who you have to be fathered by an apostle or by an overseer and that kind of gives gives dude, way to some of that dude that's like i thought we flushed that years ago it sounds like they got a real drainage problem there yeah, like, and they say, yeah, who's your spiritual father and yeah, all that kind of stuff. You can listen. Listen, I say go to Ern Baxter's teachings on brokenbreadteaching.com, broken bread teaching or something like that. Just look up Ern Baxter. You're going to find some of the best freaking awesomest teaching from the Bible ever ever made. Like well, period. I'm I'm in the process of uploading it into podcast form. Well, Bill is special, man. You know what I'm saying? But Mobile they were there, was, man. Was, was, yes, it was actually special. known. And if it's old, if they've been here a while, back in the day, Mobile was known as the Bay of the Holy Spirit, where the outpouring of God would come. And there's been revivals that spark in Mobile and around Mobile, Pensacola, and things like that. Mobile is known as the Mobile Bay is the Bay of the Holy Spirit. That's what they named it. Wow. Well, no doubt there's a contest over that. So you're engaged with the religious spirit, which was the dregs and the final uh dead body of our movement was the shepherding movement it was all about you got to get under this or that guy you got to yeah, get under it was, yeah. you know and it's kind of weird like um personally going into podcasting um and sharing online youtubing everything every chance i get just posting stuff everywhere uh, i was contacted by my father's shepherd from that movement and guess what other cult he was in before our cult the children of God called. 
so he his name was richard dalton and he is one of the most amazing people actually that that was after this point in time when i was born it was in lansing michigan so it went from mobile alabama being kind of a centrifuge to lansing where i was born and this gentleman was my parents shepherd but then he also left that cult and then joined another movement because it's like movements die and but then they become cults yeah and people become controlling you stay too long you you got to be able to move with the spirit most of them in yeah in in craziness i mean look at toronto blessing i mean look at lakeland i mean uh azusa street you know all these big revivals that broke out eventually got into weird heresy almost you know well and you know the lakeland revival if anybody knows what we're talking about with todd bentley and these guys that were like you know kicking people or like grabbing them by the shirt and punch them in the face over and over again (laughs) for god no they weren't doing that bad but they were (laughs) (laughs) he was punching people kicking old ladies and stuff they said they got healed man i mean you know my favorite know that like i said it takes it takes faith it takes faith sorry we're talking over each other go ahead i'm in the middle of the pacific ocean you go ahead well, I was saying it takes faith, man. You hear stories about Smith Wigglesworth, you know, they, that that main story from him. You could see how that would influence somebody like Todd Bentley, um, Smith Wigglesworth being on stage preaching and, and uh, somebody brought a baby. Allegedly. I mean, this is the this is our some of our stories of faith. Some of the big guys who are not far removed from us. Right. Um, where he was preaching, somebody brought a baby up there with no arms and no legs. And the story that we've heard passed down for generations is that God whispered in his ear and said, you have to kick the baby, punt the baby, and I'm going to heal it. And he's, you know, going back and forth with his head about God, is this really you or is this the devil? Does the devil want me to kick the baby and end my ministry? Am I going to jail? You know what I'm saying? And so he drops the baby and kicks it. And supposedly when the baby hit the ground, it sprouted arms and legs and, uh, and a, a creative miracle happened before just before it died. <laughs> no, that was. Um, that mean, you, have you heard that? Happened. Have you heard that? I've, I've heard that before. Yeah. Um, two things. First of all, you need to listen to Street Fighter Preacher with Benny Hinn with his magical jacket. Oh, he's I like, have. Yeah, no, I have. No, they, somebody mixed that. Yeah. Listen, Street Fighter Preacher. Bodies, watch that video. It's let the so bodies funny. hit the floor. Um, and second of all, Rick Joyner takes a lot of flack, not just yeah. for being in the Knights of Malta, which I, I don't know what to make I remember that. when that happened. I was, cause I was, I was proselytizing Rick Joyner. Hey, Morningstar Ministry, oh, really? listen to it. Yeah. So I remember when that came out and I was like, uh, he was being knighted. It was like in, for me anyway, it was like, I would say 2001, 2001 that happened. Oh, wow. Yeah. All I will say is this, um, I have never seen Rick Joyner do anything that is Illuminati confirmed since 2001. In fact, all I've seen is Rick Joyner get in trouble for trying to help people like Todd Bentley, yeah. whose ministries were yeah. tanking. And he reached out and he salvaged a lot of, of God's um, investment in those ministries. And that yeah. is also something that I want to do and that I yeah. actually am doing. And I'm getting persecuted yeah. for it too. Restoration, because I man. Believe there's a lot of spiritual weapons in the family that there was the identification as the bride of Christ. Um, it wasn't culty. Like we're all wearing dresses or anything, but it was like, you know what? We're going to literally as a movement, marry Jesus and watch, watch how he'll take care of us. And he did, he would take care of everybody like way too well. Um, understanding about the end times. 
the keys of the kingdom, spirit helpers. I've met Archathon and some of these angelic um, energy beings that the family was channeling. I've met them and they're, they're great allies to have in your warfare. Yeah. I'm salvaging that. And the key of David, the ability to live out of the future today, that's something that was the family was all into that. Um, the, anyway, it goes on and on. Just there's like millions of orphaned yeah. angels and spirit helpers that were channeled that these members all lost. And I'm like, send them to me, you know, I'll, <laughs> I'll take them. Um, Rick Joyner. God is in the business of restoration, man. And, and uh, yes. that, that, that whole thing that happened with, with Todd Bentley and him falling, getting in, going, having an affair, leaving his wife and all that stuff. Right. And so there was a, a short season there when I just, I, I, I started running with the, the Hebrew Israelites and getting into maybe some John MacArthur and things like that, that I really pulled away from anything spiritual. Um, and I had been into the messianic movements. I had been just in a little bit of all of it, but pulled away from the charismatic stuff. And I started speaking against it. I started speaking against the manifestations of the Holy Spirit and calling it demonic and calling it Kundalini. Like I went, wow. I've done my research. So there was a short period of time, several months that I did that. And in, in a sense, I was persecuting the Lord when I did it. You know what I'm saying? And that's what he, he revealed to me. Uh, it took a, a move of God to God to slay me in the spirit and just wash me clean and, and, and break me down. But um, while he was doing that was when th that Todd Bentley thing happened because a lot of my, uh, my the dude who led me to the Lord and all their circle was like, Derek, you got to check out this guy in Lakeland, man. You'll like him. And he's got tattoos and he's all this kind of stuff. When years before I seen Todd Bentley as a short, plump, redheaded man losing his hair wearing suits and he looked like he was an aging young, uh, an, an aging man. He was in Africa you know, healing people and he'd pray for people and they all fall out in the spirit. And it was beautiful stuff at the time. Um, but then the next time you see him, he's covered from head to toe in tattoos and he's wearing uh, Harley Davidson shirts and, and holy jeans in, in churches. And he looks, you know, he's trying to be youthful. He's shaven bald and stuff and he got earrings and piercings and all that stuff. So it's like, hey, what happened here? Like, so that happened. I seen him. They reached out to me. They thought that I would like it because he's got tattoos and he's healing people moving in the supernatural. But I tried to check it out. I was like, ah, I'm not into that or whatever. Um, started preaching against that. And even when that happened with Ty Bentley, he fell, he fell off. Rick Joyner uh, was going to restore him. I even spoke out against Rick Joyner. I was like, how, how is uh, somebody who needs restoration going to heal somebody else who needs to be restored themselves? You know, and I was preaching against that stuff. And, uh, you know, I, I sold all my Rick Joyner book collection, man. I had a collection, bro. And I, I gave it, I, I sold it to the dude who led me to the Lord. I was like, man, I sold him like 15 books for 20 bucks, man. You know, because it was, it was more, it was just a, a, a season, man. And it was well needed though. You know, I got to, um, I got rid of all the Christian fiction stuff, you know, and just started studying the word, man. It was like, you know, I don't want this this is what the Lord says and all these prophetic books and teachings on how to interpret the Bible and teachings about demonology and teachings about all of this crazy stuff. Let me study the scriptures for myself. And God began to take me deeper into the word. And I was led to the Hebrew Israelites to, uh, who understood how to break the scriptures down and how to actually study from that point from, from like, you know what I'm saying? Before that I was only reading the Bible. I thought I was studying cause I was reading quiet time, but I didn't know how to, trace scriptures back to other scriptures and 
okay, when Jesus said that, he's only quote like the weird thing is Paul and Jesus most of the time never spoke anything original. There's they have some original stuff, but the majority of stuff you don't even know. Some of it's in italics, and some of it, um, the majority of it is quoted from the Old Testament, or they're just in it. And and if you know how to do like you get you a Bible, um, and I'll show. Show you guys listening like this one here. I've had this one for some years now. So um, a lot of times um, A lot of times there's there's a, there's scripture References where they go down the middle and this is for those of you watching. I'll try to explain it But here's my old King James here, but um a lot of times in the middle I'm dropping stuff all out of it, too But a lot of times down the middle they'll have a bunch of just scriptures right going down the middle mine doesn't have it mine has the scripture after the scripture so there'll be a reference um after you read the verse there'll be like three or four sometimes and it's not every verse but just some things that kind of stick out to you and a lot of times it'll quote the old testament or go back and you go back and read where it came from and you're like wow he's just quoting the old testament and and that's how you do your your um your bible referencing some of them have them down the middle this one has it after the uh, the verse. So that was really cool to kind of go back and start linking things out. And these ideas that we thought were new and something new that Paul made up or something new that Christian said, uh, Christian uh, Jesus said, they're just quoting the Old Testament. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes in different words and sometimes it's in italics. So we know they're quoting, right, as they're quoting it. But um, but other times you don't even know it. It's just like it's just in the text. And so I just begin to break the scriptures down that way and start referencing things back and kind of building my doctrine off of, okay, I'm not, I'm, I'm tearing down everything I ever learned and, uh, Lord just reteach me over cause I've been taught wrong. And I began to where, you know, people had doctrines and things based off of one scripture or doctrines based off of things like that. And I just begin to base my doctrines personally over things that were reiterated over and over that you can actually prove over and over, not just one scripture. The Bible says here a little, there a little, line upon line, precept upon precept, um, so that you can prove this stuff. And I've been just beginning to tear this thing open, man. And uh, this was, uh, God led me to that. And that was in uh, probably 2010. To, and it was probably from like, honestly, the, the journey's been the whole time, but to really dig into the scripture was from like, 2008 to 2010, 2011. Fascinating to know your timeline, brother. Um, I had a similar thing happen when I was in the Jesuit University in Tokyo, where my dad is a, he's a violin uh, professor, University of Miami at the time, and we got free tuition to go to this really nice school. But I was all about like, I'm going to be a missionary, I'm going to go to Asia, but, I'm, but first use the opportunity uh, to go to one of the top schools in Tokyo, literally not even just a little jog away from the Emperor's Palace. And it's the school that's named after one of the very first missionaries to Asia, um, Francis Xavier. And I believe I contacted him at that time. It was kind of a weird experience. I kind of believe in the patron saint thing, although I, I think it's a little bit different than what most people think. But anyway, I had brought Rick Joyner's anthology of the final quest with me to just kind of study again. Cause my mom gave it to me when I was like 13 in 1998 or something like that. And so I was in this mode where I was just wanting to know God. 
completely. And I was reading GK Chesterton and I would just sit under a tree. And like you said, like just read the entire Bible all the way through. Hey, I see you're live, man. What are you doing? I hate that when they see (laughs) you see you're live or see you're doing something. Let me call him up. Maybe he'll answer on on air and give give me a shout out. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I can't stand. Literally, this is a Honduran uh, TV actor. I'm going to call him out later. Um, but I just wanted to finish, um, about Rick Joyner because what his, um, book did for me was it prepared me to begin to engage with God personally, not to put Rick Joyner on this platform or plateau of like, wow, you got to read every prophecy he ever got, you know, every prophecy where, you know, how he talks to all the saints and he talks to Paul and he talks to all these different people in heaven that's literally something that any of us can do. You can all get the final quest on your own. And I realized that in Tokyo one night and I started to engage in the spirit. I started to go into the visionary quests and the closest thing I can compare it to was final fantasy. Yeah. You just go into these other worlds and write down whatever those characters are telling you. And it's cheesy. I mean, if any of you, have ever tried to play Dungeons and Dragons or something, it's similar to that. It might not look that good on paper. Um, but the thing was, God started to talk to me through that. It was like this imagination portal gate or whatever. And that was, it was uncanny how many things came true that he would show me. Um, and it would be like, you can talk to Enoch, you can go to heaven, you can go visit your heavenly house. And, you know, it would be something that is just between you and God, or maybe certain segments you might want to share with the world, but only through faith in the word of God was I able to really not go crazy. Like knowing the scriptures, like you said, cross-referencing, reading the Bible for yourself, reading it over and over again, meditating on it. And then God will sometimes just start to open things up for you. Um, We're going I'm I'm going to start sharing some of those visions, but um, one of my one of my big conquests right now is to go through the Book of Jasher, and we're reading uh, the story of Joseph in the Book of Jasher. If you know the Bible, you'll be really excited to know that you know how when Jesus was born, they killed all the firstborns, and they said, "Oh, the voice of Rachel weeping for her children." Well, that's a very very uh, cryptic prophecy in Isaiah, I think. That came true with Jesus. But did you know that in the book of Jasher, there's literally a scene where Joseph goes up to the tomb of his mother, Rachel, and he starts um, summoning her and she starts weeping with him. Oh, wow. I didn't um, know that. Starts to talk to him from the grave. Yeah. Yeah. And you never, you literally never get to that part of Jasher because, you know, anybody that's tried to read the book of Jasher, you make it through like all the way until yeah. chapter 15 or 16. And then you're like, okay, I'm done. It's kind of like with but, Enoch for me, honestly. <laughs> just I know, gets in all these crazy Enoch prophecies the about destruction and stuff. But I love the first half of Enoch, you know. Oh, yeah. We could read the first half like every mm-hmm. other day. Maybe what we need to do is like start on the second half of Enoch. Like just read. <laughs> it's um, all like prophecies about destruction and the end of the world and stuff. And the flat earthers think it's it's like proof that the earth is flat, whatever. Um, uh, that was another thing we were going to talk about. I know our time is probably running short, but uh, um, Derek, I'm sorry, um, Daniel Duvall 
interviewed a lady regarding the elementals that since listening to her, I, I just started to get, get into this and I can't remember her name, but I'll post it into the chat. Um, she literally brings forward testimonies of people that she's ministering to that are SRA and that are, are demonically subject, but then they are telling us um, information about how the elementals are not necessarily demonic. Yeah. The things that the witches are, are using and trying to we channel would call them some type of, serve. some type of angel almost. They serve yes. a purpose. Yes. And if you know the Lord of the Rings at all, like they're yeah. very similar to the Ents kind mm -hmm. of thing. Like there might be beings that can communicate to the trees, to the sun, to the elements. The, the way that they are on this planet is very mystical. It shows you how we're, I mean, they, they, they have a purpose. Like they have, I mean, there's certain angels that have purposes to communicate, to bring messages back and forth from heaven to earth, to yes. do things to humanity, to appoint rulers and, 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 and see, see that, see that earthquakes and tornadoes happen. Like it's crazy. Like this is all, this and we don't want to attribute the bad stuff to God, only the good stuff, right? Um, so when it comes to those realms, man, they exist and and yeah. they're not they're not bad. I mean, but then again, they're not good. You know what I'm saying? They they, they do could their be job. Either bad or good is the thing. They just That's... exist, man. You know what I'm saying? Uh, excuse me, I'm kind of under the weather a little bit, but I don't know if if uh, you can connect with them, man. Like you can you can see them. You can go out there and. And pray and meditate and ask God. Don't ask them. Ask God. Bring everything through Him because it's not. If it's not of Him, then don't do it. Right. But bring it through the Lord. And if it be His will for you to see these things, may it be privy unto you. But I feel like if you're seeking it and you want it, He that desires in you for a reason. But you can go out, have the scriptures open, have some other texts that maybe talk about the elementals. Um, Excuse me. Oh, my God. Um, There's so Simon many scriptures crazy. about that. There's there so is, many man. scriptures. And, you know, the book of Enoch is the thing. Like, it gets into this stuff. And there are angels over these elements. But, you know, there are, like, we kind of gloss over stuff about the wind and the trees. And, yeah. and yesterday I was reading, um, you know, the mountains the shall seasons. clap their hands and the trees. And the nature is, you know, yearning and groaning for the manifestation of the sons of God. We need to stop being afraid of stuff that the witches are using. Because what one thing that was uh, confirmed to me, because I go through a lot of mind battles too, like everybody, but yeah. I have to be listening to stuff. Like sometimes I can't sleep unless I'm getting something of the truth being downloaded. I could listen to your show. I can listen to um, the Bible just by the, itself. I could listen to people being interviewed. And I was listening to this specific show on this specific day and I just couldn't sleep. And I was like, uh, and I reached over for my phone to plug it in. And right as I did, the lady, Daniel Duvall, was interviewing. She said, witches will plug into and charge, as I'm plugging into and charging my phone, yeah. from trees. And those trees, if they do not go along with their program, they will begin to die. That's why you'll see a lot of areas where witches are or where like maybe the front yard or the tree next door or something just totally dead because there's this, this aspect where they will curse the tree. They will curse that thing. And that actually works because there's some trees that wickedly go along with it. 
So that's why we're all confused. We think like, oh, nature's evil. No, only some of it is. Like nature actually has free will, believe nature, it or not. I don't think nature's <laughs> wicked. I think nature knows that we're wicked. You know what I'm saying? And so when God put the enmity between man and animals, they know that we're going to try to catch them and kill them. You know, that's why birds don't come up to us and squirrels, they, they run from humans. I don't think, so I think it would be the, the other way around that, that that stuff's wicked or whatever, that they know that, hey, we might, if we catch you, we're probably going to eat you. And I've heard about people who have changed their diet and changed the things that they partake and they have a different relationship with these animals and they've been able to communicate. Um, and this is talking about, you know, magic mushrooms, but I've talked to a friend of mine who was on magic mushrooms at one time and he said he walked outside and then he said he started communicating with the tree and the tree is like, man, I watched you grow up and I've been watching over you, providing shade for you and your family. And like this tree, like communicating with him because he was on that wavelength and just telling him how proud he was of him and about him watching him since he was a boy and all of this crazy stuff. And I haven't had those experiences on um, magic mushrooms, but I have been in a, in a time of meditation outside in the cool of the day like when Adam walked with God and I've been out there meditating and reading some materials on Manly P Hall and, and spending some time in meditation early. And I was meditating and I wanted to connect and I opened my eyes and I was surrounded by birds. There were birds all around me. And I was like, Oh my God, if I move, they're gone. And they literally were like probably 80 birds out there just all around me in my chair. And then the wind, wind started blowing and the trees, uh, the, the, the uh, leaves started doing like the whirlwind and got up and I could see the the wind blowing through the trees and, and it would it would start and it was just this magical enchanted place that I was in that's always existed. I've just become conscious of it. It's always there. It didn't just happen. Wow, and I seen it. It's always there. It's whenever you change the way you think, change your your you got stuff to do. We gotta go. It's like the little rabbit off of uh um Alice in Wonderland, oh, I gotta go, gotta go, gotta go, gotta go. But when you slow down, you can be like Alice and be taken down through there and see the majestic things of the world and how the universe works and who, what are they? What, are, what you know, is there anything in the Bible? There may be a little bit in the Bible, but the Jewish mystics believe it and they wrote a book called the Zohar and you get into the Kabbalah where they go into more detail about these specific angels who guard over time and angels who guard over the wind and the angels who were over the stars and even Enoch talks about it and the Bible gives some reference back and forth and it's like wow all of this stuff starts to connect and then you become an experiencer and then on top of that you have the text to prove it and back it up for yourself and for others too if they want to learn right you have the text there. And so that's what it's been about for me is like learning these deep truths and then going out experiencing them. And then on the other hand, experiencing crazy stuff and say, okay, God, where is this? And the fact of the matter is a lot of stuff that we already know because the word of God is written upon our hearts. We already know this stuff, but then the Lord has to reveal it to us in the scripture. There it is. I knew that was there. I had this inward knowing, and I know if I spoke it out in church, they're going to think I'm crazy. Yeah. I can't tell nobody about this, but a couple of my friends who we entertain these things, and then we're finding it in the Bible. The Pleiades, the you know what I'm saying, the Orion, and all of these star oh, yeah. systems mentioned of in the Bible, and how the Lord is near and dear to them, and how I've seen these crazy things, and stuff just starts proving. So I, I really do, you know, and, and I, I use the Bible to, to prove this stuff. And maybe people would say that I'm manipulating it to say what I want it to say or whatever the case is. But really, I'm trying to 
I'm a, I'm, I want to experience this stuff. I want to know the depths. It's my heart to, uh, to know the secrets of the universe and how it works. And I've been shown a lot and as we all have, and we all have a different piece of our lot. We bring it together and say, Hey, this is what I've seen. And say, wow, I've done the same thing. Or, Hey, I want to try that, you know, and yeah. other people's stories and testimonies about, you know, their revelation of the word. And then, then backed with practical experience. That was the thing that I think Jim Wilhelmson always said that practical experience. And I've, I've been repeating that ever since I heard him back in the day, practical experience. And that's what it's about. Um, Chris Garner, you got a bunch of comments here in the chat. Um, Michael Basham just stepped away for a second. Um, but Chris Garner says, uh, nature is protective of its life. It's really good that you say that, man, that you bring that up because I don't know if you remember, but I had, um, dandelion on the podcast and he mentioned, uh, my, my wife had a question for him. She wasn't on, but I asked her, asked him a question for her. He gets into, uh, you know, plants and, 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 and knowing what plants are edible and what purpose of the plants and trees and stuff are. There's a name for it. I can't think of it right off. Chris Gorn, I know you can post that, but she, she's a severely allergic to, um, poison Ivy. Like it almost eats through her skin. It's so bad. It's almost it literally is like a poison. And, uh, he, she wanted me to ask him about what's, what's the purpose. And, uh, he talked about how poison Ivy's purpose is kind of shown to, uh, to be the protector of the forest. It's on like the outskirts and the outer rims to protect, uh, on, on the outskirts of it. So, uh, I thought that was really cool. So nature is protective of itself and nature oh, wow. will take over if we don't cultivate and we just stop cutting the grass and all that stuff. Nature will eat all of this stuff. They're finding pyramids and civilizations that are underwater and that are yeah. under the dirt and under the trees. And they've, they got a rock. They uncover this rock and the rock is a freaking, you know, 700 foot pyramid or something. You know what I'm saying? Wow. That's, that is just gone. And so if we Dude. don't do anything, nature is going to, you know what I'm saying? Eat, eat this whole world. If we stop cutting the grass and, you know, you stop replacing the roads and all that stuff, nature would, I don't know how long it would take but it would eat all of this stuff and it would replenish it. That makes you, makes you wonder like the past civilizations, there must be many, many of those <laughs> from the back I'm, backwards history. I mean, the fact you know. that they've only, they, they're, they're finding them is crazy, right? The one in Turkey, yeah. man, what is it? Uh, go black, uh, go Beckley Tepe, Tepe. And then it has all of these different statues of these space gods and these things this was like, hold on, man. These people were here before us. They were in touch with something. They're finding these civilizations, man. Wow. All of them. It is very interesting. That's the, this is what we're on a quest to uncover. And this is why it's sometimes it is beneficial to listen to some other uh, faiths to a certain extent. As much as it, what's the word? As much as you are able to withstand and not get sucked into becoming a Buddhist, by all yeah. means, have some conversations with with Buddhists. You can find a video of myself in front of like thousands of Buddhists just talking about the Fringe Radio Network. And um, there's this guru with me and and she sat down and talked with me all about, you know, the spirit world. She's like, oh, you've seen ghosts. OK, well, we need to talk about ghosts. And, um, you know, don't I'm not telling people to do mushrooms, but by all means, like if you can get into the proper wavelength to say, talk to um, plants and just see what they have to say. Like, just don't mind being crazy for a little while. And I mean, you don't have to be like, hi, how are you, Mr. Rose? Oh, I'm doing good. 
Oh, good. Uh, what What did you have for breakfast today? Oh, I had some nice water. And, oh, you know, you don't have to do that. But if you if you do mushrooms and you're sitting there being like, whoa, and then you like touching this tree. Oh, I feel so much love from this tree. Oh, nature's so full of love. And why can't you get quiet and see what happens if you were the tree? What would the tree say? Like, get into that mode. You don't have to feel it for it to be true. You don't have to actually hear a voice from God to receive a message from God. He can speak to you through your yeah. own heart. A lot, a lot of people, I mean, that's why they would maybe laugh at this podcast because they've never experienced God in that type of way. They've never. Plus, you have a unicorn in the background. Yeah, I see that unicorn there. That's my wife's. And I've got my statue next to it, but it's kind of covered up by the unicorn everybody makes Where's your legend of zelda i can't see the zelda man, I poster man i got it all work. <laughs> but um you know because they've never experienced that i mean i yeah. and, and i think it would be foolish to just believe it without experiencing it though right i mean i remember people in churches like upset because they didn't get the baptism of the holy spirit like other people and they didn't fall out and speak in tongues and roll down the aisle you know what i'm saying and they they never felt it that way so they felt like they were doing something wrong or god doesn't love them or god is holding that back from them or whatever the case is right everybody's different too in their experiences so you know and i would and, and i don't think that there's many people even listening who like are fooled or something i think many people find something that they resonate with you know not that you believe all these encounters and I'm not asking you to believe any of them, but a lot of times people listen because they've had similar encounters. They've been stargazing and they've seen things bleak at, you know, blink at them while they're stargazing. They've had crazy experiences in meditation or in the Bible or in the church or whatever the case is, man. And they're trying to find someone to relate to. And we're talking openly about it. Going back to my two friends having the crystalline experience, whatever that was, if they would talk about it, it would save people a lot of work or blog about it because then Google comes in and we get to Google crystalline experience or crystalline healers or whatever it is. And we'll be able to find some stuff. And so, you know, you're not telling nobody it's going to be secret and if for the good and for the bad. We're talking about exposing the darkness, have no um, fellowship with the fruitful works of unrighteousness, but rather expose them. Yes. Talk about the bad stuff too. talk about this. I mean, you know, be, you got to do both, man. And so um, for people learn, you know, pe people learn and they don't have to kind of fall. And I, and I, at the same time, like they don't have to go through the same heartache that we went through. Like we're saving you a lot of time. I know. Yeah. And Derek is doing a lot of the, the hard work of actually interviewing these people. I get exhausted even just after a couple interviews with like Laura Lee Solomon. I was on her show um, path to the great adventure um, we had um, uh, Douglas Dietrich on a bunch of times and it's not like he's new age, but it's just, there's this drain of the negative when you're focused on it for so long. Jordan Maxwell, like Jordan Maxwell. Li literally, man, like supernaturally, it wasn't just me, several people on the phone lines. We felt the air being sucked out of the room when we're talking at the end of the Jordan Maxwell interview. And I was like, I got to kick him. I know I got the, one of the greatest occult lecturers on my show, but you got to go. You got to go. We need to pray. You know what I'm saying? And they'll say, oh, Lord, they had to kick him off. They wasn't ready to handle the truth. No, he was sucking all like spiritual forces are at the work. Point where people don't want to hear the truth and they're not going to hear the truth. And but we want to reach out to their 
audience, as we always say. And that's what happens. Just you have to. And oh yeah, have you reached out to the super soldiers yet? The uh, the James Rink guys, you know Max Spears who died. I and, haven't uh, really got big into the super soldier stuff, and one of the things about that was the fact that um, you know, I had Carrie Cassidy on, and some of her biggest episodes or whatever you want to call them videos are about the super soldiers who have right. come back, and there's there's literally millions of views on them, but they've come back and uh have reneged on their testimony and say, hey, we made it all up, you know? And she oh. still says, no, 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 that's, that's true. Like she's, after they came out, and she knows that, a buddy of mine oh, called in wow. when I was interviewing her, and he asked her about it, and she fought him on it or whatever, you know? That he, the guys come out and say, hey, we made it up. And uh, in those video, and people believe it. And if, how many people have watched those videos and applied that to their life and went out and told their friends, man, you don't even know what the government's doing, bro. They got super soldiers, bro. This guy, he was on with Gary Cassidy, man, and he told everything. I believe him. He's really well-spoken, you know, and all this kind of stuff. So, anyway, I haven't really looked a lot into it. I'm not saying that it's real or Sorry, it's not. Sorry, Derek, you're, you're wrong. They were telling the truth. <laughs> Gary's right. Well, well they were, uh, they said they were threatened, you know. They were threatened. They had to say I'm that. Sure she, well, this is the thing, though. There's people that um, have corroborating testimonies. I've actually met one of these people but the thing is they're not super soldiers they're they're super victims and they're super brainwashed and but yeah. a lot of the things that um they carry do corroborate um the black goo that max spears barfed up before he died um yeah a lot of james casbolt and a lot of their things turned out to be pretty made up but that was that was part of the testimony was they were programmed to tell some of these lies now like is there a mars jump gate you know i don't know if that's really that important but it's very <laughs> important to know that there are so many of these guys that have the same exact yeah when you have and laura eisenhower on your show and you have laura didn't you have laura eisenhower yeah i mean she's into the mars jump gate thing you know i can't wrap my head around it you know it's just it gets so occult and weird and twisted and here's the here's the underlying factor with everything satanic ritual abuse they they shatter people's personalities they create programming in them and you're literally listening to people's alters half the time and um it's it just gets into the mystical it gets into the spirit that's why we need to know the word of god we need yeah. to not um, go through the MK Ultra route. I believe that we are going to take control of these different systems, the Montauk chair, whatever, for the kingdom. And that technology is stolen angel technology. It's not. It's it doesn't belong to uh, the aliens. Or, but I mean, the the thing is, alien abduction is a real phenomena too. If you listen to a lot of the fringe um, researchers, Ellie Marzuli and friends, uh, Joe Joe uh, Joe Jordan. Um, we've been listening to these for years yeah. and it is a real physical phenomenon that does happen. I've had someone stay in my house who was abducted and taken to, they believe Antarctica. They thought it was another planet until they found out about all the Antarctica stuff. And they're like, Whoa, yeah, those were the shape of the ships in Antarctica. Um, and I mean, you're thinking about Nazis, you're talking major occult stuff. Like they were all into Jack Parsons uh, yeah, NASA space program experiments on humans and stuff. And Oh yeah. I mean, it's all like, it it's deep. all interconnected. It's all twisted and disgusting and, and you feel sick 
after you listen to too much of that's it. why i don't listen to too much of it anymore I, I mean i've done my homework though you know what i'm saying so now i'm i just i kind of come to this point to where like there's nothing you can uh say that's gonna blow my mind like for it to be real like you know that obama put chemicals in the drinking water or you know that michelle obama is really a man named michael obama and you know just crazy i i first of all i don't i don't care anymore but i've studied so much and i, I i'm I've, I've been convinced that the wicked are ruling right now you know yeah. i mean just just look at the fact that they they serve us mcdonald's and tell us it's you know good food and you know, all this kind of stuff and, and they know they knowingly give us you know stuff that poisons us man and knowing it and be like okay with it and feeding us fake plastic rice and uh all of the crazy stuff that they're putting in the food and fake lettuce and all that you know just that by itself was should alarm you you know what i'm saying looking into that so just to know that the the uh, wicked in the corporations and capitalism and all this stuff is is wicked in in itself man um there's nothing that's going to blow my mind oh i just found this out man they're trying to do this blah 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 you know right and, and i really i really well, do get back and i know we shouldn't be um blinded or like blind to the attacks of the enemy but i do really believe when the scripture says to think about these things whatsoever is pure whatsoever is noble whatsoever is of good report think about these things because yeah. what you like i've seen those people in the conspiracy movements freak out when i got into it for the first time i was head over heels in the jo- uh, not jo- well some jordan maxwell but um, 9-11 truth and, and watching all the documentaries I could and Alex Jones and I was I was holding my stuff together but my wife was freaking out like you know oh, what I'm saying my wife is like right. you know I'm talking about the FEMA camps and the FEMA come baby come watch it they got FEMA coffins look at these yeah. trains you ever heard of a FEMA train a FEMA train what is a FEMA train well it's these white trains with all these handcuffs on them all the way down the train and they're going to put us on trains and take us to concentration camps in the US because we don't accept the mark of the beast and it's getting this crazy freaked out stuff where some of you are and some of you have been I know I don't sound crazy that's somewhere we you have been but if you haven't don't go there it's not worth it but there's all that stuff there and trust me the whole RFID mark of the beast stuff we were we were waiting on this in 2008 like we watched the videos and people who would give dates and say, and they would show government. I guess they were fraudulent. Somebody made it on Photoshop, but they show all these government documents that look legit. And it said, you know, 2008, uh, February 6th, everyone was going to be, uh, is going to need the RFID chip, the radio frequency identification. And so to buy, sell, or trade and to travel, you have to have this. And like there, my friends were preaching this on the street corners, like out in the open air preaching. I could show you videos on it, and they were giving dates and times and scaring people. And they, fear works. Fear, you, know, you shock them. What? What? Hold on. Oh man, I heard about that. Mark of the Beast. Yeah, I read that in the Bible. You know, yeah. and it gets on all this fear. Fear porn is what what it's called. But um, you know, at the end of the day, good wins. And so we gotta we gotta be able to um, cause that fear fear can um, neutralize you like a like a deer in a headlight. And you get so and, and you get you, you know what I'm saying grow weary and well doing and you ain't nothing we can do. What can we do? Because there literally there is nothing you can actually do to change that, to overthrow the government, to um like, we're gonna stop this. We're gonna rally against them, everyone. Anti NWO, blah blah blah, let's march, let's protest, let's vote, get out there and vote. It gets into that. And I have friends who go down that path, and if you go down that path, and most of you have probably been down that path, you find out that you can't vote the devil out of the office, but what you can do is take control of your life spiritually. You can teach people. You can bring forth healing to the world, and so people who are moving out of 
out of fear-based trauma, moving out of alien or demon implants or demonic thoughts and stuff, bring forth healing to them, and in fact, change the world. I'm not talking about voting against abortion. I'm talking about going forth and teaching your your children, don't do this. This is the way that uh, a child of God behaves. Don't have multiple partners. Don't use needle, dirty needles after your friends. Like Teach them righteousness, and sometimes it should be common knowledge, but it isn't. People get freaked out out there so i don't think that you know i'm saying gun control or legislation passed is going to change anything i believe it's the hearts of men and that's what we're talking about that's in and every single one of us have this um this whether you want to call it sin nature or fallen nature or it's the yin to the yang or whatever we all have this duality the positive and negative it's there for a reason it is the path of the jedi it is the hero's journey it is the story of Jesus, of Christ, and, and us being christened as his followers, man. We all have to go through it, and we all have to make those choices every day. And you can't vote it in and all. We're not machines, man. It's it's an inward journey. It's an inward struggle between you and the creator. And no man has any authority over that. No pastor, no preacher, no father, no teacher, nobody. It's between you and the father. And once you pass those tests, and once you take it from one level to one faith, to the next faith, from one level of glory to the next. I don't give you permission to do that. Your pastor, your father don't. It's the most high who created everything. Follow those rules and regulations. When he says do this, he says do that. And if you follow the spirit, you'll know the difference between good and evil. The renewed mind knows the difference to be able to tell what's right and what's wrong and what's of God and what's not. It's about having the renewed mind of Christ. And that's why... We talk about it on here and we discuss this stuff and be open about our our experiences about what it looks like. What does that look like? I know it, we, it, we can quote it. We can talk about scriptures, but what does that look like made manifest, you know, in our lives and then, you know, what I'm saying, being practical with it. Amen. Yeah. And I, I'm I'm um, agreeing with you. And I also believe that we have to be really keyed in on the truth to not get swayed by uh, the lies, by distractions, either by too much information about the Illuminati, whatever. There's yeah. always so much coming out about them every yeah. day. And it, it's it's like, I, you know, when I listen to Steve Quayle and I, I'm thankful for what they're doing, um, that's a fight that certain people feel called to just engage with every day. Thank God yeah. for Alex Jones every day, four hours a day. And now all day with like five other shows, you know, he's got yeah. Owen Schwer, he's got uh, David Knight and thank God they're doing it. So I don't have to do it. You know, if, if I'm going to talk to you about the Illuminati, I'm wasting my time. You should just go listen to them. They're the experts about, you know, politically how to fight this. What, what do I got? Well, what's my background? What do I know? You know, we're, I'm committing to the people that listen to my show with my wife that we will go through extra biblical texts. We'll actually read stories of Jasher pretty thoroughly. We're going to go through um, the rest of the book of Joseph or the start of the story of Joseph, sorry, probably today. Um, we're going to interview people that uh, in order to reach out to their audience, but also to kind of put pieces together that you might have never heard of before. Chris yeah. Carter is a person that people might want to hear. He has a lot to say about um, the stars, not the producer of the X-Files. Chris Carter is a uh, Christian pastor. My mind who, went to uh, the football player, played for the Bengals, Chris Carter. Nah. 
Okay. <laughs> I don't know if it was that. Um, but he talks a lot about how different angels are over different star systems mm-hmm. and kind of like re-Christianizing the astrological thing so that yeah. we're not throwing that into the witch bin. Yeah. Um, and if once you know the truth, the truth shall set you free and you shall be able to get quiet and you don't have to listen to stuff just to keep your sanity unless it's that period of time. If you're really severely under attack, I wouldn't recommend going and meditating and talking to dolphins. You know, go and uh, you got to pass everything through the father. Don't do anything. that I'm just like Jesus. Don't do anything that you don't see the father doing. Right. Literally. Exactly. Jesus. No, that's Jesus. Exactly. I can do other. Th- no, that, if, if it was good for him, it's good for you. Don't do anything that you don't see the father doing. Ask him for everything. Ask him about your decisions. That's why your life is in shambles right now. Because you've been making decisions on your own based upon your own understanding and your or or your lack thereof. Ask the most high. He cares about every little minute thing. He cares about your diet. He cares about yeah. where you live. He cares about your mortgage. He cares about it all, man. So, yeah. you know, like I've always been, been saying, it's like work with God and versus work against him. Like the one who created everything. Like what's what can you lose? He created everything. Well, I don't get to... And, you know, I don't get to, I think that's what people think I do though. They think that I get to work with God or whatever, or talk about Jesus and stuff, but I still get to keep my sin or whatever the case is just because I'm open about the things and honest about the, the things in my life. But I don't like, that's, that's the thing. So people look like, I think a lot of people fighting against God because they think that like they have to give up their certain, certain things that they enjoy doing. Whether it is, if it is sin or whatever, and and the sin that God's asking you to give up is only things that's harming you, you know, it's only things he he's not going to take something away from you, um, because he's mean. He's got something better for you, like if you give him what's in your hand, he'll give you what's in his. I believe that. I've been a product of that, even of stuff that's good. Like I had good stuff. I had Christian bands and different pursuits that I was in. And God said, no, you need to stop. Quit it. Don't be in a band. I got something better. I'm like, no, I love it. I've always wanted to be in a band. All right. That's what you want to do. Let me see what you can do. You do it on your own. Because this is what I'm telling you to do. And you keep building your, your, your little empire or your little fan base and doing your show. And, and it'd be dry in the spirit and not be able to move anything. But once you are working with the Father, man, there's nothing that can stop you. What's the scripture say? Uh, there's so many scriptures about, um, you know, what God has joined together. Let no man t- tear apart. If God be for me, who can be against me? Who? Who? Trump? Obama? My pastor? Who? The devil? If God be for me, none of y'all can yeah. stand against me. Amen. So you got to make sure that God is for you and you're on his team. Well, the truth, you're the truth seeker, you know, you're truth is always Christ, after the truth every single time. Truth and is Christ. God will talk to you. He'll tell you when it's time to listen to Jordan Maxwell or yeah. that truth seeker podcast with that new age astrologer, alien abductee. Trust <laughs> or, me, I, I get, I do some shows and, and I, I guess I don't do my research. That's part of the fun of it. Like I don't, I go, there's yeah. no way I could. And I get on here, some people bring some stuff to the table. And I'm like, oh, my God, what did I get myself into? It's like, but well, the weird thing is, is that a lot of people in the audience, they love it. They're all like, come on, keep doing it. Yeah, I love it. This is awesome. And there'll be some of the shows that skyrocket. And because I know that that's how, right. but, I, but I don't want that to sway me either. Like, even though, like, I'm talking about Laura Eisenhower, I'm still trying to, like, 
I'm still trying to find that streamline there. Like there is balance there. There is some truth in there. There is something that I'm going to bring it home or at least try to, to bring it home. Um, it's not my goal just to be far out and trying to get the clicks or whatever, the clickbait or whatever. That's not my goal. And I don't, I, I don't want those numbers to sway me. I mean, some people even say I may get 200 views on a podcast at the end of the day on YouTube or whatever. Um, so it's not about the clickbait. It's about bringing content that's going to help people, man. That's going to change lives. And there's no price. There's no click on that. But I'm not afraid of the conversation. I'm not afraid of the ridicule. And, and, uh, and I think, you know, I don't think I know that sometime in those weird conversations, there's people who I pick up and they say, Hey, um, yeah. and, and I could say it now, I mean, everybody listening now, there's a lot of people listening, this whether it's on YouTube people. or whether it's on the, the podcasting apps, there's a lot of people listening. Right. And yeah. we, we, what do we call a lot? I mean, anybody, thank you. Whoever you are, you're special, man. I, I, I'm appreciative for every person, but there's some way you found this podcast. Whether it's looking up Jordan Maxwell or or looking up, uh, which is somebody far, we'll say far left occultism, or my interview with Brian Trejo, or interview with my former pastor. You know what I'm saying? Like these different Christian leaders or these different occultists or whatever. Like you're here and you're staying for a reason. Some of you guys put up, like they put up with the other sides too. There's some bashing, there's some fighting that goes on in the community here. You know, we have discord. We have people who are Hindus. We have people here who will say, hey, Hindus, you know, and then we're just trying to. So it's not just me. It's all of these people trying to coexist. And I believe that if it's possible to live peaceably with all men, if it be possible, that's what the scripture says. And that's what we're trying to do. But it, there is growing pains and things. But again, something led you here you too michael like there's some reason why we're and, and something led me to you you know it's something i've seen in you that i like and a friendship and a camaraderie there man so you know what i'm saying there's something that my old pastor used to call them lures lures like fishing lures yeah. there's a lure and he'd use i was at, going to a biker church and he let me get up there and rap for all these bikers you know what i'm saying awesome. and uh, and he said he's a lure he's a lure he's not for us might not be for all of us, but somebody, you know, and it's something out there for everybody, man. So we'll we'll reach out to the Michael Basham community. We'll reach out to the Adam Starseed Bay community. We'll reach out to, we can give the big names. There's a bunch of little ones too. So every little show that I'm like, what was that show? And then the audience is like, hey, we love it, man. I'm into that. I love it. Talk more. I'm into it. Even though I'm not into it, the audience, they're into it. And so we'll have those conversations. And then the next time I go live, there's somebody say, hey, I seen your interview with the lady who said she's an alien. And uh, I, I checked you out. I found you because of her. And I love what you do. I'm ready to ride. Let's go. What are you going to tell me? And here we have Michael Basham on here. We're talking about the supremacy of Christ, the spirit realm, how to be free of, of spirits and entities and dealing with that and your authority and your position in Christ. That's what it's about. I'm on the same seeking the truth with you, bro. And I, I feel humbled and honored at the same time to, to be able to uh, be friends with you and to be able to just at the drop of a hat, you know, be like invited to I'm glad you came on, uh, man. Yeah. My, I was supposed I to have literally another woke show because but... of the cigarette smoke next door <laughs> all night. And I was standing outside, beautiful sunrise in Waikiki, Hawaii. Everybody's happy, you know, waking up and I'm just like, uh, I'm all grumpy. I'm like, oh, we gotta, I gotta, we gotta work tomorrow. And there's like cigarette smoke, and I'm taking pictures of the apartment, trying to figure out who it is. And 
anyway, and then the you key, were on. The key thing <laughs> is that there was never any cigarettes being smoked. It was the Lord sent forth that spirit that smelled like smoke to wake you up to get on the Truth Seeker podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah. It is a blessing. It is. I really do appreciate it. I appreciate your audience. And um, yeah. finally, I, I, wanna, I wanted to share one more cool thing recently about being here in Hawaii um, and engaging with the spirits of nature. Um, they call them the elementals. And mm. there are territorial spirits. We had one yeah. try and uh, bust through our door. Um, in a dream vision, a yeah. lot of the ways that we engage is through dreams. And yeah. there was this giant Hawaiian guy just came right into our room and was not like, I don't know if I think it, I don't think it was necessarily like a witch attack. It just seemed like it was a territorial spirit that was there that we had somehow threatened. And we started to um, go snorkeling a lot. And I started to have these dreams with all kinds of sea creatures and underwater beings like mermaid type of things and whales and dolphins. And um, I really believe there's something to your region where you are that I, and I challenge the audience to try this, pray over your area, pray over the forests, pray over the lakes, the creeks, yeah. the ponds, the, the area where you are and take authority and command and, and uh, replenish and yeah. fill, bless the earth and see what happens. You know, I had this big whale come at me in one dream and it was missing. Like it was really, an, it was an angry whale. I don't know how to describe this, but I was trying to engage with it because it was a whale, you know, whales are nice. And then this dolphin comes up to me and starts warning me, do not mess with this whale. And it, the dolphin was like, <laughs> like underwater. And the whale, I realized anybody that got in its way would get beaten up severely. Yeah. And uh, the next morning, there was all this news about whales uh, dying with all this plastic in their stomachs. And I'm not an environmentalist, but I mean, that's just too much. Like, we can't let whales die from all this plastic. They're going to be all, that's just, that's not taking care of the earth. Um, not not forgetting about the satanic ritual abuse and stopping that, but there's something to engaging with nature. The earth will help the woman when the beast opens its mouth and there's this flood of lies against the woman. The earth will help the woman and give her a place in the wilderness to survive through the tribulation for three yeah. and a half years. This, this could literally be places like the big island in Hawaii. I mean, the earth opening its mouth. Think about it. Like the earth just opened its mouth there. We might even be able to bring people there. Our vision is to have, um, and we should talk about this off air sometime too in the future. What are our practical uh, goals here for our audience? What about having a retreat in Hawaii for people like a kind of a, um, a nature farm or something where people could just pay their way by just hanging out and picking fruit or something you know where what about in your area like where are safe places is that, there possible like to do airbnb with truth yeah. seeker you know we are, we're definitely going to um move into that and i don't know if it's whether we you know we're moving into new seasons and we've done men's retreat in retreats in the past and we've done prayer meetings where we got up and we do meditation or yoga or whatever and we, we get a lot of people. Sometimes we charge to kind of pay for the building or whatever. And I've thought about doing lectures where we have people come down and we'll do this. And Michael Baxham gets an hour to 
kind of do what they're doing at like Portal to Ascension or any of these other conferences. Like they maybe even host our own conferences, right? And to set that yeah. up and, and promote it and, and get people down. But we've done men's retreats and in the past they've been with psilocybin and so you can't really wait we promote it but but at low key and we've had a lot of men show up and go out having these life-changing experiences or whatever for weekends and and every time wow. we like people have hit me up I'm like we got to do another weekend man another men's retreat another men's retreat yeah. and, and and as i talk about them and people email me hey i heard you talk about men's retreats i want to come we got business mm-hmm. business owners from all over the u.s hit emailing me yeah. hey you mentioned a business retreat i'd like to get in it's like I don't have anything planned right now. This is just some things yeah. we've done in the past. So I definitely want to do some things like that, man, and have our do our own thing, whether it is uh, the Fringe Network, right? We could do one. We got enough people who had oh, yeah. interesting ideas, and we'd make a whole weekend out of it somewhere. I mean, come on, man. Let's do it. I mean, people are ready. I'm ready. I recommend people reach out to the people in your area. Be the network in your area, wherever you are. Um, I have met three people in this area through the internet uh, physically. And Andrew Boham was the best one. He was like, bro, bro, dude, let's, let's ask God right now to bring us someone. And we're just sitting there having coffee, you know? Oh, so you, you actually hung out with them in in person. Yeah. Y'all didn't go live together though. Did you, did you go live together? No, but we, I recorded, we, we prayed for a guy for his legs to get all the stuff. It was cool. It was fun. And it was like, at the end of the conversation, we were we were planning stuff. We were like, "All right, how are we going to take over Hawaii? Like, what are we going to do now?" <laughs> it was so cool, and the energy, the power of just two of us. Most of us are alone. Yep. Most of us walk through our days, and we're surrounded by people yep. who don't believe any of this crap. Yeah, I'm sorry, not crap. Yeah. It's gold. <laughs> All this stuff that we're talking about. There, we are alone in these worlds until your atmosphere is joined with another person's atmosphere and you're like sharing that bubble of, and that's why getting married to the right person is really important too. <laughs> but it's, it's different with your, I mean, with your spouse, you're one flesh. You are already one mind together. Like when you meet someone separate from your household who is in alignment with you, like Andrew Boham or Peter Goodgame, or, you know, we all met at the, we all met at uh, the John Crowder conference. That was the coolest thing about the conference was like, Oh, we Boham all went to, to the, to the John Crowder conference. It was, you know, he did his thing. He preached his sermon. Yeah. Um, I'll post the videos later. Great, great guy. Really nice person. Huge guy. Like, I mean, he is yeah. like a bear of a man. Like you do not want to piss off. Like John Crowder. Yeah. I was like, gosh, I hope he doesn't remember that video I made about him where, where I was kind of like making fun of him for uh, punching at Ian Clayton. And he he saw a few minutes of it. And he's like, this is bull crap. Oh, know? I remember that. Yeah, I remember that, bro. And, yeah, he, he was that, looking at me kind of funny and I didn't want to make it about that. I think he mentioned you, you on know, the live was, stream or something or at least mentioned the video. I, I remember that you told me. Yeah, it was no, but it was. He's a really humble. Like he loves God. He he loves preaching the gospel. It was basically like sitting in a podcast live. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So it was cool. But if we did a conference, you know, I would be all about the audience. I would want to see what does Home Sauce Productions have to say. What is the Flying Penguins dealing with? What about Gio Panettiere? And Akia yeah. Tane, who loves the idea. Word. And um, 
people have ideas about things and people are like Jenny Brooks. She came to Taiwan through meeting on YouTube. She wanted to, to work with us there back in the days when things yeah. weren't crazy. And she is probably one of the most glory filled people I've ever met. Like she just sits on the couch and just gets in the glory and she does her little giggle thing too sometimes, which, you know, some people like. Lord. <laughs> but, yeah, it's great though. It's like, wow, like here's a person that, and we tried to get her a podcast, but she's just not the podcasting type. <laughs> but she just gets into this glory-filled thing, and then she's researching all the time. And, you know, these are our audience. Like, they're gold people that I – why we're doing this? Why are we doing this? Yeah. It's about the audience. It's about these awesome, yeah. honorable people that listen that have gold to share. You know, maybe they just haven't figured out how to set up a YouTube channel yet. Well, so. I mean, you know, we've seen them. You know, we've I've had many of them on my podcast for the first time ever. And the cool thing is, is that, you know, I do interview some of the bigger names and the bigger people. But sometimes some of the best shows, people aren't going to click it because they don't know the name. So maybe we can get an interesting title and some, you know, promote it some type of way. But most of the most interesting shows is when I go through the audience and, and interview some some of the patrons or some some of the people who listen to every show and they know like they're they're listening for a reason so we get them on and pick their brain and hear about their stories and stuff and th they have awesome stories too and and the weird thing is that it does yeah. I say it doesn't get a lot of views it's really weird because the YouTube views versus the podcast views are very different very different very different um so people but but people aren't privy to those numbers right um that you right. see the podcast you see okay i did an interview with true seeker we got 300 views hey 300 views is good with 300 people who haven't heard your story but on the podcast end that 300 view episode may be you know three thousand views or whatever the case is on, on on the podcasting app you know um it's just different people can't really see that but as far as the content goes, man, we've had some really good talks with these people um, who are just starting out, you know, and eventually I believe a lot of these people, like I see the vision and I see the fruit in them and um, a lot of them are starting out. Look at, you know, Adam Starseed Bay. He's been on both of our shows and he's got his own show and uh, Flu Man and man, the list goes on and on, man. Danny. Where would we be live streaming far? without Adam Starseed Bay? He's just like the ultimate riding shotgun warrior like he's doing his in, thing man he's a trooper man inspirationalist yeah better and better he recognizes all my video game songs too i know he he mentioned those song he mentioned those two games a while ago chrono trigger and chrono cross but uh i don't know if he heard us talk about it or what but we uh i definitely am, am, am a gamer you know what i'm saying so uh i beat i beat chrono trigger and uh well and I got Beautiful. far into Secret of Mana, which is... They're all about um, multi-layers of dimensions and time travel. And basically, the reason I don't play video games is that I believe that the time. spirit engaging with the spirit is the video game. We are yeah. invited to uh, go on a quest where you... And anybody want to just get some good practice on this, listen to Tony Floyd, the spirit cowboy. He goes on spirit ships. He goes and attacks Lucifer's bases, and he gets all these <laughs> artifacts from hell. The last one he talked about was Goliath's shield, and uh -huh. he like goes into these battles. And dude, I mean, it sounds like he's making everything up. Yeah, but I'm telling you, one night I had a dream where he came to our house, and aspects of the dream, briefly, 
it was like I I stuck a key into a hole, uh, like a Lego thing key, and I was trying to like crush this little scorpion inside, and it died, and then the door opened, and there was this like Illuminati, like old Rothschild mansion type thing, all dusty, and there was a red a curtain, and I pulled back the red curtain, and then I looked outside. And I saw all these libraries popping out of the mountains of lost books that were hidden by the Vatican. End of dream. The next day, I get on the phone with Tony Floyd, and he tells me his latest spirit trip was this giant scorpion had attacked him and was pinning him down. And then this demon was coming to kill him with a pole. And then something killed the scorpion. And he was like, I don't know what that was, but they saved my life. And I was like, brother, I just had a, like an all night long dream where you came to Taiwan and then there was yeah. a scorpion and I killed the scorpion. Yeah. He's like, brother. And then everything he's been about is about exposing yeah. the Vatican secrets about like in the spirit traveling into those archives and, yeah. and underground bases and Dulce base and everything. I mean, it sounds so hokey, but yeah. I'm telling you, I had that dream. The Lord confirmed it. Same thing with Ian Clayton. I don't know how to tell you what or what not to believe of Ian Clayton. I ran into Ian Clayton in Taiwan on the street. The Holy Spirit made me walk in a building. Ian Clayton was standing in the lobby of a hotel. And I just, I swear to you, like, I'm not lying to you. He was right there. And I had already been blogging about him, writing about him, YouTubing about him, talking about him, talking to him in the spirit. <laughs> not kidding. And later on, I would interview him. And then get in trouble with him too, but like me too. I, tell you is, <laughs> I got in trouble with him too. <laughs> oh really? Did he come? Did he show up in your house? Oh, that's how that that's how you got in trouble. He came to your house looking for you. <laughs> well, he's like that. a spirit traveler, man. You don't. Mess oh no, with no, no. Traveling. He didn't come to my house in the spirit. Maybe he will, but um, I'd be I'd love to have him. But um, no, I think I told you I used his clip in a song, one of my best songs I've ever done. I used his clip. And, uh, I had this lady. I was excited. Hey, tell him, tell him I used this. I want, I want to get him on my podcast. Tell him I used this song, and I want you to show him the song. He got mad. He wanted money. He's like, I need to be paid for this. Oh, Somebody owes me money. I'm like, ah, I don't have no money. <laughs> you know what here's, I'm saying? Okay, here's what I want to say about that because I was mad. I was like, dude, when that's he, so he low. Like, look at us. We're all stuff. sharing our content here. We get donations. That's it. Yeah. He doesn't understand the internet. He doesn't understand YouTube. He doesn't understand like the way things operate yet. But here's like one thing that, that he operates in is a very legal, like contractual oh. method. And yeah. if you think about it, Truth Seeker, you can literally, you can have dominion and domain over every word that you say. Yeah, You should own everything. I mean, you're giving so much away for free. But yeah. if you wanted to, you could restrict that segment of whatever you said in and own it or all of it yeah. and you have every right to do that it's you your do, guess, property right? and the reason i think that ian clayton is actually a trendsetter in this unless he's just some greedy boy that is losing his business or something i don't think that's that's the case here's what i think youtube is trying to censor everything and but we have domain over our stuff so you can put algorithms robots that will detect every time there is a certain uh, music or a voice yeah. and you could use that literally for your own stuff yeah. so that the enemy cannot overtake it. So I think that he might be um, a forerunner for us to also yeah. learn how to control our stuff when yeah. uh, the enemy is too. all the way. 
I'm there too. Just like I know we kind of briefly touched on this at the beginning about who owns what and re-uploads and stuff. And there's a lot of people, podcasters, especially, like I said, I make 200 anywhere from 190 to $230 a month. I prophesy that that will be more, but um, that's what I'm making from my YouTube channel per month. And, and I have to pay taxes on that. So cut that down by 30%, whatever $200 is minus 30%, 60 bucks off of that. Right. Um, I have to pay taxes on it. Um, and that's your government. They, they send you a W nine or W two, whatever it is in the year. But I have other channels re-uploading my my work, and um, um, and they they make it five thousand views. Five thousand views comes out to be a lot of money, right? At the end of the day, five thousand views times however many ads are on the channel um, is maybe enough to freaking buy my daughter lunch at school for the week. You know what I'm saying? School lunch for the week, whatever it comes to be. So I'm, I'm like, every little bit counts. So I have other channels upload my stuff. So I have to, I have to continuously search for my stuff. And and I don't market. I always hit them up with a comment first, and I let them know, hey, I need you to pull my video down. Um, if you don't do it, I'm gonna, I'm gonna strike the video, and you're gonna get a strike. I'm just letting you know. And I may give them three weeks to a month. And if they don't respond, then I have to take it down. And most of the time, I have to strike it because. These are channels in like India where they do tutorials and tell you how to make money on YouTube is to upload paranormal and conspiracy videos uh, because they have it's its own niche and they get thousands of views. It's what they tell. Like I've watched tutorials on this and like then I see people re-uploading my work, my Jordan Maxwell interviews and all of this kind of stuff. And uh, so I have to report them. And these people don't respond to me when I comment because uh, they don't check that account. They have 17 accounts. They have a Jordan yeah. Maxwell account. They have a David Wilcox account. They have a David Icke account. And they upload all these videos. And you go and it says Jordan Maxwell fan. Jordan Maxwell don't have a YouTube, ladies and gentlemen. It's not Jordan Maxwell's channel. So I have to go on there. And, and, and even still, I don't want to pull your channel, but I want my videos down. So I kind of see where he's coming from. It's a weird place because... This is the contention I did have a little bit. It's like a lot of the secular people love to hear it. Oh, you use my voice. Let me hear it. They send it out to their fan base. That that video immediately jumped up 2,500 views because James Gilliland shared it out to his email list. Hey, check out True Seeker. It's beautiful art. Blah, blah. And then, so here I am in the kingdom. Uh, Brother uh, Ian Clayton, I, I used your voice and it's a beautiful art. Check out what I did. I want money right now. I was like, oh, damn. There's a difference here. And I'm telling you, man, I, that's one thing that led me down this path that I'm on is there's a lot of that going on in the Christian circles. Um, I have people who make, make videos. They make their own videos with my song. I love it. Oh, my God. You did that. You took the time to make that. You created that. You you were inspired by my video and made your own. I'm not flagging that. Cool. I'm going to share it out. Hey, y'all subscribe to this person. Really cool. Um, you know, and, and that's the thing there. So that's just what, for me, being a creator who's having my work, you know, where stolen or, or re-uploaded or whatever. And I've, I've listened to um, Jimmy Church from from the you know what I'm saying Jimmy Church um, network or whatever, um, he's talked about it and it's like a full time job trying to stay on top of your content ID. But then again, there are bots and this is only for the huge channels. We're not huge channels, but there is um, 
uh, where the, where YouTube will go through and the algorithms will say, hey, this is a True Seeker podcast. Anything from this channel is already his. So that's what's beautiful about us streaming this, that I have a timestamp. Hey, we're streaming this live. Everything that I say is a date on it. And anything that's uploaded after that date is mine. You know what I'm saying? So that's the, it's it really gets into a lot of legal stuff. And everybody sees it differently. That's just the way I see it. And I can only, you know, show grace as much as grace has been shown towards me in that battle and understanding. And like I said, Ian Clayton has no idea how this stuff even works. You know, he probably, you know. Yeah, he's. I think, again, like, I don't think he's necessarily greedily trying to get money yeah. from it. I mean, he he seems to be someone that God has blessed through his business. Yeah. Um, kind of like a pool cleaning business in New Zealand. I looked it up. I was like... <laughs> <laughs> what is this business that you know I love the guy I love his revelations I believe that it's something um, that belongs to the church that needs to be broadcast everywhere my bad for uh, sharing some of it I wasn't I was careful not to monetize anything that I ever yeah. posted of his yeah. um, you could say that it's clickbait or whatever but anyway I want his message to be mainstream yeah. I, and I don't understand the people who keep hiding themselves um, when we need this message. We need more of this. Um, and I appreciate what you're doing to put a lot of stuff out there for free. Obviously, if somebody's claiming that their your video is theirs, then you have every right to go after them. Yeah. Um, and no, they've actually, like, the ones that I did uh, uh, mark they replied with an email to youtube saying that i was lying and they own my content yeah like, there you like, go oh, so, Lord, i mean those Jesus, are the people this person, that this person is lying making it up this is my yeah. original video that i blah, blah, was like oh my god hey right. i'm the freaking host like this is my show like what yeah. the heck yeah and i mean there's certain ways that like you can i don't know if you've if you've really thought of doing this or not but um, like cutting an interview in half and then putting half of it into Vimeo and a private video that only Patreon supporters get to watch. I've done that, that but then I've done it. But the bad thing about it is you save your good content for the paying customers. And I didn't want to do that. So I just, and, I, right. and, and so I did the first hour was free and we would flirt with what was going into the second hour. And then, and early on, we didn't have a lot of patrons. There was you know, four people who were privy to this really good, you know content and um and you that's how you would try to get your listeners or get people to sell subscriptions i mean i was um you know i had a bunch of other um networks try to pick me up but they wanted me to sell five dollar subscriptions to their network um that are big really big and um really and yeah uh what's it um truth frequency radio um chris oh, wow. yeah they tried to pick me up but then again he he had some weird stuff to say about jesus and uh Hey man, I like everything uh, you're, cons uh, you know, consciousness and third eye man. But what's with the Jesus stuff, man? What's with the old time religion? And he just would always take these little shots. I'm like, I ain't, I'm not building with you, man. I'm sorry. Like, so anyway, and he wanted me to sell subscriptions to five dollars a month to to pick up their stuff or whatever. And um, so I mean, there's 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 etiquette with it all and, and just understanding how it all works and and it's evolving. We're in weird times. You know, yeah. Um, but so that's why I, I did the first hour free. Hey, join us on the okay. second hour on Patreon, and it's like you save your good. You, like if I'm being honest, you save the good content. You know what I'm saying? It's like, 
Mm-hmm. Right. We're going to get into some juicy yeah. stuff here on the second hour, only for supporters. And they, they should, I mean, su- I think supporters should be privy to some stuff too, though, at the same, in which have, they are. We yeah. have to kind of go above and beyond too for, for the patron supporters. And there right. are a lot of things that they're privy to, but, you know, that's just what I didn't do with the second There's, hour. The thing, the thing that I keep getting is don't throw your pearls before swine. There are certain things that actually the normal majority don't Lay care people. about anyway. Yeah. Like, yeah. what was that? And they're not the watching right now. <laughs> that you took to Japan in the 18th century with uh, this angelic being from the moon. Like, that's not going to get you too far publicly. Or maybe it will. But It will, though. That's the thing. Maybe. Um, it might be something to just reserve for people that actually care about that. Um, but, yeah, that's the hard part. It's like some people, they do search for that. I had a heavenly encounter with uh, David Flint. You know, the guy that that wrote the temple at the center of time. And I was just I was reading the book of Revelation and then I would get visions of heaven. And I I saw him and I talked to him and I wrote it all down. And then one day I was probably feeling a little bit uh, relaxed and I was like, whatever, I'm just going to just going to talk about this online, post it, whatever. And that video has thousands of views and literally opened up so many doors to meet so many people because it was public. And it was the weirdest. I can't even listen to it myself. I think it's too weird. Like there's times where you're in the mode and there's times where you're not in the mode. You know what I mean? Yeah. But um, trust me. I know. Anyway, I, I kind of I hate listening yeah. to myself back anyway. No matter what I'm saying. Well, I can say that so when, well, when 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 a spirit's speaking, I'm I'm all for it, man. So but, you know, yes, to, yes, it's Amen. not always like that. Sometimes it's um. I mean, so, I mean, there's sometimes I, I listen to my stuff back and the Lord's speaking to me through my stuff. And there's this when the Lord's speaking, he's speaking, man. And this is for everybody. And that's one thing, too. Do you know, understand that like the stuff you're giving out to people usually is the yeah. stuff that you're going through. Yeah. Like the stuff you just yeah. talk about it, man. Be open about it. You're like, nobody feels this way, man. Nobody believes that. Nobody struggles with this. This is weird. Nobody struggles with that. You start talking right. about it. You're like, oh, wow. People start coming out the woodwork because you're a beacon of hope or just somebody who's being open about it. Right. So, uh, you know, that's that's what the Bible says. We're supposed to be, uh, you know what I'm saying, a lighthouse. It's supposed to be a beacon of hope. You know what I'm saying? We're supposed to let our light shine. And well, there's some light in those stories, man. Amen. Well, look, we've almost done three hours, man. We're 10 minutes shy of three hours. And Holy cow, could, you're we kidding could, me. We I could was keep like going. lost in here. We <laughs> could keep going. And people have been, you know, I always say, man, my long episodes are the ones that are I'm enjoying. If not, I would have kicked you out a long time ago. <laughs> so hey, uh, let's, everybody let's take likes a break. We'll come back on and uh, we'll take a five minute break. <laughs> Just kidding. So, no, we'll do it. We'll do it again, go man. Book of Jasher later, though. I'm gonna go on yeah. Book of Jasher rampage. And for so. and for those of you guys who are listening, uh, make sure that you head on over and type. Just type in Michael Basham on on Facebook. Add him there. He gives you notifications and stuff every time he goes live, and you better see his YouTube channel and all that stuff. So Michael Basham goes live a lot more than me. <laughs> but yeah, he. Uh, he uh, yeah, well, it's not so. It's not so proper. It's just uh, any any time we have a chance. You could be. I want to do a better job. I want to get a a studio. Um, We're literally just doing this like, you know, on a shoestring budget, any chance we can do it. Yeah. Um, You know, with a little laptop, an old uh, laptop. Yeah. Go to our website. You'll find all kinds of awesome interviews there. I put them all on like one big list. Um, I think this is our our third, our third 
talk together, right? Maybe fourth, third. It might be the fourth. Yeah, fourth. it's been. I, I remember there were a few where um, even my little daughter like popped in the, yeah. <laughs> the screen a few times. It was like Looking really the door. late at night, but I was I woke her up. Um, the first one, yeah, I remember. I, at least we've done three, probably four. It was really good, and I appreciate it. Appreciate your artwork too. <laughs> oh, so good. Everybody always, everybody always mentions you. Um, so shout out to uh, Christy folks. She always like get Michael Basham on, get Michael Basham on. Tell Michael Basham to join Discord. <laughs> you should join oh. our Discord, man. Okay, how do I join your Discord? Um, there's a link in the description, but I'll send you a, a link. And so, okay. do you know what Discord oh, is? Got it. Yeah, I just, I just got it. Yeah, you oh, can get I'm it on your phone or your computer. <laughs> and so. Anytime okay. you have free time or anything, just jump in the chat. Sure. There's a text chat, like we have the text chat here. And there's also oh, cool. a voice chat as well, where uh, we can just get in and hang out with most of the people who are in chat. They jump into voice chat from time to time, and we just build and throw ideas and say, Derek, I like that show. Uh, you know, have this person on. We just, we pray, man. We just do community together through that thing. Oh, man. Wow. So, yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, let's. I'll talk to you there. Yeah, I, I got to right, make a everybody. phone call. And I got my my friend is calling me for. All right, brother. Her, Fernando, he's I appreciate a you, man. actor. God bless and shalom. Good, we'll, good we'll to talk with you. Soon. I appreciate you. Bless you. Thank you for all your time, and I'll um, I'll message you on Discord. Namaste. Thank you, everybody. Namaste. Um, shalom. Nanu nanu is what he says. <laughs> all right. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that's Michael Basham for you. Um, good stuff, man. Uh, wow, almost three hours. Crazy stuff. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Uh, man, a lot, of, a lot of new stuff coming. I'm really excited about this new music, man. Very melodic. A lot of singing, a lot of uh, soft synth uh, going on, and um, it has its own vibe to it. It's True Seeker-esque, but it has its own really etheric. A lot of reverb out there. Um, it's good stuff, and you can uh, listen to the what, what's out right now by becoming a patron, by joining Patreon. You get access to that stuff now. Um, those aren't final versions. There's going to be some edits edits done. Um, I want to re-record some things that I think I can drop better. A lot of times when you re first write something, um, you don't know it. I have friends who you can tell that they were, like when they write their rhymes, you can tell that they're reading it off a of paper. If the Lord tells me to do it. I will. Everybody. You can tell that they're reading it. And sometimes if their reading isn't that well, like mine, um, sometimes that happens. So once you record it, listen to it, you know it better, and then you can drop it without reading it or whatever the case is. And it just flows a lot more naturally. So I'm going to be re-recording some of the verses on there, definitely. And uh, there's one on there that I just need to drop a lot softer. Had too much oomph in it. So, um, yeah. But yeah, you get access to a lot of cool stuff. There's probably like eight songs on there right now that aren't available to the general public. They will be a couple months down the road. You get stuff months ahead of everybody. So, and it helps me, you know, keep going. I'm, I'm, I'm transparent, you know, 200 bucks. That's definitely, that's what I make off of uh, uh, YouTube. And that's definitely not enough to uh, support what I'm doing, but every little bit helps. So every dollar, $2, $5, $150, whatever you're able to do, they have a donation here from $150 from Benjamin 
Ween, my brother. I love you, man. Thank you and your family for supporting my work and believing in the vision, believing in the ministry. Christopher Bars, thank you as well for your generous support and everybody who's been supporting, man. Um, those people that I mentioned of like early on who was there when there was only four people, shout out. Chris Bars is one of them. Grim is one of them. Christy Lee. I mean, there's a bunch of people who were there just at the beginning. Those first few people, man, who were just troopers who believed in the word, man, and they're still there. It's awesome, man. Thank you guys for believing in the work, man. And uh, there's some beautiful stuff coming. I'm ready. Let's do life. We're moving into new seasons, people. Every single one of us. Like, i am got some congestion going on still right now. Um, but in the spirit, there's some congestion going on. You're moving from one season to the next. And that transition's not always as easy as you would hope that it would be. It's not always as uh, smooth sailing as you would hope that it would be. But we are transitioning from one season to the next. And so the things that God is bringing forth in 2019 for you are going to be greater than the things that are behind you. If you believe it, if you pursue it, if you prophesy it, claim it, reach out there and claim it, man, that the things that God has for you are greater than the things you've already seen. That's hard to fathom. Even for me, even for me, I've made, I've said things in the past. Say, God, if you never speak to me again, I'm good. Off of everything you've already shown me, off of all the things I've experienced and encountered and the love and the passion and the secrets of God, if you never spoke to my heart again, I'm good. But I'm not. That's an, 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 a level of gratitude there. But deep down, we want more. We need to want more because God has more for us. There is more that God is ready to pour out his spirit and to be being filled daily. There's an attitude of gratitude, but there's this weird place that we're supposed to be at where we're content with the things that God has given us. We're content with our life. We're content where we are, but we're always hungry for more. Our arms are open, ready to receive, and God has more to give. As long as there's air in your lungs, as long as you have the breath of life within you, it's not over. The Lord said he has plans to bless you, plans to prosper you, and not to harm you, saith the Lord. Believe that, receive that, prophesy that over your truth. We talk about getting stagnant. Sometimes we get stagnant. Sometimes we don't feel it. Sometimes I don't know which way to go. I don't know. I feel my, in my body, I feel this way. In the spirit, I feel that way. In my head, I feel this way. What do I do? Prophesy to that situation. Write those visions down. Write those dreams down and just begin to prophesy to that vision. Prophesy unto the four winds. Let it be known that love wins, man. Prophesy. Speak life to whatever it is, to your relationship. My dog is going through some skin issues right now. We've just been on this thing where it's like we've been speaking death over her and we've been convicted. We need to start speaking life. So I'm speaking life to her skin. So I spent some time just even this morning prophesying over my dog and over her health, over her conditions and, and, and just all the little things, man. God cares about the minute things. He cares about the trees, cares about the wind, cares about the waves, cares about all the little stuff that we just seemingly forget about, the birds and stuff. And it's till you're able to see the hand of God moving through that stuff. Then you know that he is in everything. He is in the little dogs. I start prophesying over the other one. The one's in perfect hell. I'm prophesying over him. I'm thankful for these little guys, man. Attitude of gratitude. 
Enter his courts with thanksgiving. Enter his gates with praise. Whatever gate that is, whatever court that is that you're entering into, whatever level, do it with praise, man. Do it with praise, man. Do it with a spirit of thanksgiving, man. Every day, I'm thankful. There's a, there's a video, man. I don't know if you guys have seen it. Maybe it's over your head, but it just reminds me of God. There was a time, probably four years ago now, um, Marshawn Lynch, the football player, he got he. They did interviews with him for fo- football, and he was mad because they were like reporters were were like doubting him and saying he's not going to do this and he's has been all this kind of stuff. So he's like, look, I don't want to even talk to y'all in these interviews, but he's under contract to talk to him. Look these videos up. He's under contract to talk to him. So eventually they would ask him questions and he would just shake his head. He would just say, yeah, yeah, no. And he just answered with one word because he was under contract. They were going to find him. I think they did find him. That's why he just kind of came back and was saying yes and no. But he got this one video, man. He just goes back and he's like, they ask him questions. Hey, you did really good. You scored a touchdown. He said, I'm thankful. Oh, you did this, man. You did, you're putting up stats with the, with the team. I'm thankful. What are you doing for this you know, this, this Christmas? What are you doing for Christmas? I'm thankful. His only, only response was, I'm thankful. Try that. Sit alone in the presence of God. Put on some worship music. Put on some music that just lavishes your adoration upon him, upon the creator, and just say, I'm thankful. Well, what about this? What about that? I'm thankful. Well, what about this? What about the things that are kind of hard? Thankful. What about the trial? What about they almost killed you? Hey, I'm thankful. They didn't. I'm still here. What about you wanted to give up? What about people got dirt on you? What about this? thankful man what about this and just start maybe even counteract that stuff man when those negative thoughts come to you replace that stinking thinking with something positive or you know you know people don't they even make fun of you but people tell you this stuff and then those thoughts come back you know they say this hey i'm thankful you know what this that whatever it is know yourself man know yourself and you'll be known you got to know your vision because once you know it, nobody can tell you anything different. Nobody can take it away from you. When you go into the secret chambers of God, I love those dogs. They're not coming with me. Now we can create atmospheres in there. That's a whole nother story and bring that atmosphere of heaven out into our families, into our friends, into our podcast, whatever, our job. And they experience those realms and those realms of glory with God as well if you learn how to do that but you must boldly enter those chambers by yourself man we can go in with our wives and with our friends and with our church or whoever but none of that is exalted more of this that personal time with you and God that personal prayer time nothing's more valuable nothing's more important than that And then what happens when you come out? Gio in the chat says, every day is a blessing. Every day is a... I should have been dead years ago. And I can give you many occasions where I almost died. So yeah, you're right. Every day is a blessing. Every day above ground is a blessing. I came with nothing. I'm leaving with nothing. I'm not... when When I retire from here... 
I don't get to bring anything with me. But what we do in this life will echo in eternity. And maybe the only thing they get to hear is, hey, we're just thankful, man, for grace. Just a sinner saved by grace at the end of the day. As powerful and as as authentic and as much as we know in the glory and the realms and riches of heaven that we've seen at the end of the day it is by grace through faith lest any man should boast didn't do nothing to earn it I don't deserve it it was freely given and I freely receive it and that's for you guys too I bless y'all with that man thank you guys for hanging out with us man three hours three hours it's been a good show I love you guys and we will do it again God bless and uh, stay in touch with us. Shalom, shalom, peace. Well, that does it for this episode, folks. To hear more episodes of the Truth Seeker podcast, head over to truthseeker.com. And if you're wanting to support the show and get rewards, go to our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash truthseeker.